Max, I can't see you. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunately the case. Still, still not back home. So, no, no photo evidence of me, but you can see my avatar and hear my beautiful voice. Oh, really? <laughs> if that wasn't arrogant, I don't know how arrogant that could have been. Uh, Barry said he's not going to make it to the world, so you're safe to come. There are not. What? Why isn't he coming? He's like Penn's personal mechanic. Who's going to pitch for Penn? He can't. He has, I think he can't get real time off, like real job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, and the yeah, world yeah, is yeah. actually. Should I, I might not be going now. We don't know. We got, I got to see. I got to find some budget. But anyway, you know what? We're actually going to, this is like a reaction video, but it's like a full pod. I think we're going to go geek right out on this podcast. So we can't spend too much time farting around. So let's get right into the nitty gritty of things. Let's drop that intro and get talking about uh, RC. What do you say? Yeah, let's do that. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing book racing. Hard to be arrogant when you're always right. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Letty the Great, with co-host and guests as they get together to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Nitro's the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? It's episode number 199. We're one away from the big 200, which we'll be doing this weekend. We're going to be doing a live show this weekend. Sorry, this week, this Thursday, actually, at 4 p.m., celebrating our 200th episode. And it's sponsored by TZO because I think, like, it's their grand announce, grand, like, opening. So, uh, yeah, episode 199, Max, how you doing? Uh, by the way, my name is... Kina White, a.k.a. Left and Right, and to my virtual right is the avatar of the arrogant one named Max. You're still in, like, your associated hoodie in that one, Max. I don't know if that's my uncle rules now. Yeah, that actually yeah, that actually might be associated hoodie, but associated doesn't show there, so we're good. I, I can see. I know it's an associated hoodie. No, but... <laughs> uh, what's up, Max? You're still kind of like on summer vacation. That's why you're not You're not at home. You, yeah. You're off somewhere in Finland. In Finland. And um, you couldn't get your camera working. So thank you for showing up, though. I'm glad you was here. We kind of... You watched... We was talking about Divisions Race all weekend. That's going to be what we're going to talk yeah. about a lot this week. Um, 
uh, this this episode as well. But we gotta we gotta do some things before that. So before we go on, um, I just want to say thank you to everybody that supported us for these 199 episodes. Um, to be honest, we couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you for all the support from the NNRC squad around the world. Also to the patrons of the NNRC, thank you guys for all the support. Uh, you some guys have been here from the inception of the Patreon program. So I thank you for that. Honestly, without you guys' support, I couldn't do a lot of things. So thank you for that as well. Also, thank you to the awesome sponsors that we have. Uh, remember, everybody, we have links, affiliate. We have some affiliate links. We have some coupon codes. All of that can be found in the written description of this podcast. You can save some money uh, if there is no coupon code and you buy something from them. Uh, please just say that you you heard about us on the heard about that on the NNRC. And those sponsors are Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, High Tech RCD, TNR Fuels, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, G Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Sampadao USA, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC, the DRA Shop, and the JTPRC. Uh, Jared Tebow's uh, shop. So thank you to those companies. You guys show them some love. It helps us out a lot as well. Helps us out a lot. Uh, before we go on any further, I have some race announcements you have to go through. Uh, I try to do this every week. So we have RC3 Racing in Huntsville. They invite you out to join them on August 6th and 7th. That's coming up very soon. For the 13th annual Rocket City Challenge presented by Futaba, averaging over 200 entries annually. This Rocket City Challenge is one of the South's premier off-road outdoor races. With a two-day race format, you are able to enjoy a laid-back racing atmosphere while battling out with some of the fastest races on the East Coast. This race also features fun events like a buddy race and a pit stop challenge on Saturday night to give the races a fun way to wind down for the long days of qualifying. With a grand prize giveaway like a Fataba 10PX and an HBE 819RS, this is one event you won't want to miss. Check us out on Facebook at RC3 Racing for more information or visit us online at www.rcracing.com. Also, Peach Day Classic, that's coming up the week after the Worlds in September. Uh, indoor race, outdoor siding, so it's like under a, um, a roof, but it has open sides. That's coming up. Wicked Weekend is coming up as well soon. I think this month. I don't know the date, but similar race. This is one of the races I've always wanted to go to. Uh, Wicked Weekend is going to be an interesting race to watch. We're going to talk about that in a minute later on. Uh, we have the 10 scale Nets coming from uh, San Diego RC as well. I'll be watching that. That's uh, Born a Crime's home track. So let's see if he can do well there. And we have still have a plethora of Euros left to come up. Over the next weekend, I believe, uh, yeah, there's a lot of euros come. There's the IC 10 scale nitro, but uh, euros this weekend from no, sorry, it is the fifth scale off road weekend. This is your this weekend from fairing, and the following week, it's the 10 scale nitro touring car, um, euros from Italy, and then we have the eight scale one. So it's a lot, a lot of racing going on, Max. A lot of Max, there's a lot of racing going on at the moment, man. It's really interesting. It's been like two months of pure racing euphoria. Yeah, yeah, and especially in Europe, uh, like 
if if Roar on road maps are on, like almost nobody like really follows them that deeply. But in Europe, like when RC Racing TV is there, you get large scale, you get 10 scale on road, you get 8 scale on road, you get all of the classes, and then they ride after one another. So there's so much racing going on uh, throughout the years. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of good racing. Um, it's great to see the racing back in Europe, uh, and it has not. It has, I think, from RCGP Italy. Actually, I would say from World's Warm Up or even Euro's Warm Up because it was, you know, it's it's been pretty good. But then we had the final in Italy, which was great, and that set up for um, this her recent race at the Euros. And yeah, it's been some good racing. We had some great racing this past weekend. Her at Divisions race, which we're going to talk about. Uh, I just wanted to shout out to a few people before we went on any further. Shout out to Matt and Frank from Control. That one like a 36-day tour. So a lot of people don't understand that RC Racing TV is a very small operation. Sometimes they only have three guys at these events, and they travel with all this stuff in suitcases. So Matt and Frank are doing the camera work and announcing for a lot of these races that they're going to. And then Nick's going to join them. And some Because these guys, like Nick has a real job, whereas Matt and Frank, um, this is their job, I believe. So I'm following their vlog. Yeah, uh, I'm following their vlog, which they're doing a vlog every day, which is pretty cool. And those guys work hard, you know, so it's good to see uh, them doing all. It's good to just see the like I was a part of the large scale Euros this weekend. You know what I mean? And I enjoyed that. And I love that scale. Wow, I want to do that one day. I need the money, though. That's an expensive class. That's That's not a third world. That's not a third world. Believe it or not, though, it's it's a class her. They race at her. Yeah, I know that. I mean, that's like fifth scale is one of the classes where you just take the car and you look at it and you're like, what the fuck? This is crazy. <laughs> hey, but it's so it's so many rules. I mean, they they have smaller tanks. It's like these cars struggle to do 30 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. they it was a lot of fuel attrition. Um like the guy Feldman, who was like the favorite, like the the TQ guy was out early after a little crash with Feldman, and Feldman fell back, and then who actually won was an Italian guy from it was his home track, so he won at his home track. What was his name? I I do not know. He's not like I don't think he's like a big name guy, but okay. I, I'm because sorry, I, saw... I don't know. His, I don't remember his name. Yeah, because I saw a few like fast uh 10 scale like 10 scale and 8 scale on road guys there racing maybe maybe he does that beautiful track these tracks are so beautiful man these it's um i really i think that's what i really enjoy about the european tracks the because they're permanent they are they are allowed to look so nice you know what i mean and you can see the history in them yeah and also like like a lot of uh a lot of sort of uh, tracks like this, they take a lot of, um, what would you call it? I guess sort of uh, inspiration from like from real style. tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this track was like I believe very close to Ferrari, uh, Ferrari and Fiorano. Uh, uh, so you know what was really interesting was that these guys were actually putting their cars on the curbing so they could turn better. They said if yeah, you couldn't get your front wheels on the tar- car, car carving, your car wouldn't turn. Yeah, and also the I saw I watched some of the live. There was a lot of track cutting, and then there was like this huge scandal where, yeah. uh, like as soon as qualifying was supposed to start, they put 
like huge dots on the curve so you couldn't run over them but then the curves wasn't uh fixed well enough to the ground so they moved between runs and then, really? so then i missed yeah, all then, of that yeah then they just gave up and said like okay now you can cut the track again <laughs> yeah i dude like some of those things but what what it is that track actually has astro turf on the inside of it too yeah yeah it, i didn't it, realize it that like, yeah, some parts like of, it's a thin line of astro turf yeah so there was sort of that line that was way off track but you could still run over it because it wasn't like dirt it was like yeah. there was some parts were concrete some parts were i guess astro turf then so people were cutting it kind of crazy i really like this class they have so many rules. Like if you if you make an engine change, you have you get a penalty and all that type of stuff. And they make these rules to keep it cheap. Um, but fuck, yeah. it's like expensive. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no way to make that thing cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it one day. It was fun to be a part of. Um, also, I was watching Katie Carmendi of Race Like a Girl. She did a vlog from Overcash Raceway. Dude, there's some nice little tracks right there in, in the Carolina, like in North Carolina. Yeah, Not North Carolina is like North Carolina is one of the best places to to run RC in like East Coast, I think. Because it's not hot and, and rainy like South Carolina. But then again, it's it's like you have a lot of tracks still. Yeah, this track is like uh it's this one and another one called Red Brush that's kinda new and I would say I I wouldn't know if the backyard like way bigger than a backyard track, but I assume that somebody's property, and they look pretty nice, and they're they're getting some good traction there. They got people racing, so I watched her vlog. She did a really good job. She's doing some. She's very good with her stuff. Um, check out Race Like a Girl and check out her YouTube channel and check it out. Uh, she does some. She does good work. She does good work. Very nice. I need to get Katie on her. She's very nice. Very good. She's fast too. Very good racing. Uh, JQ released two great videos too, by the way, this week. Um, I thought they were really inspirational. One told his story and the second one talked about which class you should race. So go check them out. They were actually really good. Uh, I commend JQ. And he's actually going to be busy this week too. He was going to, I was trying to get him on his podcast, but he's doing all the recaps for the invisible speed course for the people who got, who signed up last week and got 20% off. So if you didn't sign up last week, you missed out on that 20%. Uh, Max, you know what? We have some news to talk about real quick. And that is brought to you by High Tech RCD. High Tech RCD is a lead in RC systems, delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel. The HSBC 931TH servers have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, Constant output and a metal case. Hitech also would like to introduce their new 10 scale on and off road servers, the DB778WPs, manufactured with the high technology industrial servo innovation from their industrial servo side. Also, don't forget about the RDX2 Pro charger, which I have and which I really enjoy. Uh, it can charge up to two batteries at a time. And also, it has a USB port that you can charge your use for your heating purposes or head heating purposes or charging your phones and it has a bluetooth dongle so you can connect it right to your phone and monitor your batteries while they charge trust in high tech your server and charger headquarters visit hightechrcd.com slash where to buy for your nearest retailer also the news is brought to you by tnr fuels here at the nnrc we're all about the glory and that glory is nitro tnr fuels is the hottest fuel on the market 
owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. You can get TNR fuel throughout the USA, and he is now shipping internationally. For more information about the fuel or to get it in your local hobby shop, you can contact them at www.tnrfuels.com or hit up Chris directly at chris at tnrfuels.com via email or find them on House of RC or Facebook and shoot him a message. I'm sure he'll get back to you. Thank you to High Tech for their continued support and thank you to TNR for their support. They bring you this week's High Tech TNR High Tech RC News. So first off the bat, I forgot to talk about this last week, but Tyler Hooks has left Techno. He has not. He has now not the manager for Tekken. He's still on the team, and he's moving. And this week was at the Visions race, driving a Mugen car and helping Ryan Mayfield, I believe. At some point, he was or, but he was in the invite too. So did you see that? Mal, the rumor is that he's going to work at JC full time and is moving to. Florida. I don't know if that's true, but it seems like the most viable option at this point because I can't see Mugen having a full-scale job for him that he has to move to California to do it, maybe? So Yeah, yeah, I, I don't... And they, like, I don't really... I, I don't really see what he would do at Mugen, really. But I, right, I see yeah, a lot because... of things he would do at J-Concepts. Well, um, I don't know what he's gonna do at J Concepts. I'm, th- I'm thinking if he's moving, maybe, maybe he's gonna slip into that role that Tran was doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think like a team manager gonna be at races, not maybe a team manager. I mean, he still does social media to help out there. Um, I, th- I believe if that's his destination, that's his future. Uh, I wish him all the best with that. Uh, it's not easy to make money in RC, so you have to be very eclectic and and do and and try to get in as much as you can. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe maybe he's doing something with Mugen as well. Who knows? Because yeah, uh, I mean to drop. I, I I don't fully understand what his job was at Techno too. To be honest, uh, so. I don't know. You know, maybe he was like a team manager is or still, maybe hey, social media is guy. He, is he still working for Live RC? Yeah, he was doing the uh, posts and write-ups at the end of the day for the Visions race. So, so maybe maybe he just goes full-time Live RC? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I wish him all the best. I mean, he works hard. At I mean, he's he's. I know a lot of people may not like him or... He's an acquired taste, but he definitely works hard at being in the industry and he's been doing it for a long time. So I wish him all the best or whatever he's going to do. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, Enats. So we had the Enats this past weekend, Max. And actually, uh, <laughs> they actually had a great turnout. Well, better than last year, I would say. So Better than Visions? or, or Yes, other. better than Visions too. Better than Visions turnout. Not pro wise, though. Uh, Visions had more pros. Yeah, yeah. but uh, they had eighty three drivers and one hundred and forty six entries. So still a decent. Now, also people have to understand there was also another big race going on in New York in this in this area in this northeast area, up in New York at the barn. They had the big Apple race, which Drake went to, which they have every year at Rohan's race, and that actually got good attendance too. Got a hundred drivers, 
Uh, I can't remember how many, how many entries, but uh, all of TLR went to this race. So we, like, I know, look, I don't want to say it. Maybe you'll say it, but it's like, <laughs> like we knew like, like Fendo was going to win this. I mean, so Fendo went, Cavallari went. I'm Born surprised. Went. I'm surprised yeah. that Cav won e Truggy. Like how the fuck didn't Fendo win Truggy? I don't know. He was, he didn't do well at all, but hey, Cavallari won e Truggy, so he can add that to, he's got another national title. Born Horse went, Tyler Jones went, uh, Mark Sousa made the trip down from X-Ray for X-Ray. Cole Tallard was there. See Cole effing Tallard, Tater Sontag, Julian Oliveira's a fast associated guy, and Joey Bardon was there. And Lee Setzer and Gavin Gibbler. I don't know really know who Gavin is. But I mean, so Fend is now your 2022 national e-buggy champion and your um your Nitro buggy. Yes. Right? And they have the e-truggy championship as well. So now that all goes on the box art of the new car. Yay. Yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, that's that's the reason why they went. They wanted to say like our new platform on everything. I, I truly believe so. They, they will say no. Um they will say that they're not look, and this is not I'm not deterring from the Nats at all. So let's let's get that straight. Like I am a big supporter of the nationals. I think they should happen. This race just happened to be on on a let's put up some footage because the track was really good by the way uh yeah track looked amazing this so, track i mean the race good. itself was the race itself was like super nicely organized it looked like from the video and looked like high class and and, that, and i mean fend was still there for those good drivers but i mean yeah. the, the the timing was just so unfortunate i would have liked to see like proper enats because like the ebug years were quite good and uh that's always yeah I, a nice race i think this would have been a great place um, like uh, it was so much debate about this leading up to um i mean look at this track this is at g's at pennsylvania the track was great look i what? i really love this track if this track could have been at divisions race it would have been really good Re, you know not saying i didn't like the track at division race but they didn't have this type of ta- this type of uh terrain as well i they sugared this race track apparently as well yeah but apparently it rained because yeah this is sunday like main yeah it, it rained after qualifiers then i think because jones was like fastest in practice he was like on his own second like mm. everyone else was like he was dominating practice but i don't know where where he went because i mean i mean yes yeah he's second here so i guess he's doing all right but is yeah, it i don't A2? know yeah, but Jones Jones looked super super fast in practice, but then he just fell off. I guess I don't know. I didn't watch the mains. Well, this is in e buggy. He finished third in a one, fourth in a two, and fifth in a three. And then yeah. Borner has had a four, three, and two. And then Cavalier had a two, two, one actually. So it was actually Cav. Well, Cav. Well, he came second behind Fen. Fen got it in two. Two. Oh, there's yeah. Borner. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I I like that. Um, so Srx sent Joe Bornhorse her. I'm surprised Heckert isn't her. To be honest, why isn't Heckert her? Or maybe he did go or didn't. I don't know. But surprised he didn't go. And they also sent Tanner Denny and Camden Lime to Visions Race. And also Techno had a had Wiggins and Tebow and Van Dalen at the Visions Race, and they had Jones her. 
and actually had Sousa and uh, Sicarello because this is near him as well, even though he didn't make the mains in this one. And they had Ty at the other race, and then they had Cole Tallard. So there was a fair amount of, you know, but TLR didn't like TLR could have sent Cavalry to to divisions race, like really. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they didn't split it, so it would be half and half. So sort of which one would make more sense? Yeah, I. I mean, I get it. They want to win this too. Oh, there's Mini Truggy. Oh, and like, but I guess, and, but I guess it would have been weird if it was like the full TLR team was here and then just Cav at the divisions. Yeah, I, I. I guess they they had all budgeted for this too. So I, I'm not gonna hold yeah. it against them, but uh, I thought the track was great. The the race, I'm glad that Live RC got some coverage. So we had a camera, we had a moving camera there, and I thought that it was sufficient. With I think Dave Duncan was announcing, uh, if if Division's race wouldn't have been on, I think this race would have been a little bit bigger. I think this would have been a big enet. So I I feel sorry on that on that turn, and the reason that they didn't want to move the enets is because they didn't want to. Uh, conflict with other local racers so it was it was was a hard decision for raw i don't you know i don't really hold them against this too much but it is what it is and um congratulations the the junior class was actually very nice to see they had a strong junior class so dakota fan ryan cavalier and joe born also your top three in in the sorry in e-buggy where's e-truggy Let's look at E. Truggy was Cavalry, Jones, and Bornhorse, Souza, Cole Tallard, Taylor Sontag. Wow, Fenn was way down in ninth. He had a, a second, 11, and 11. Yeah, it looked like he was lost in the main we were just watching. So I guess he just had some massive issues in yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, I think I think Fenn won. Oh, yeah, Fenn is like 12-time short course truck champion now or something like that. I think he has won every time he's went. Like <laughs> least, I think he's I think he's went every year, and he's like won it every time. <laughs> well, at least Cavalari and Tater Santa, Aaron Kaufman were there. Yeah, but I mean, he's the king of full full drive short course. Yes, uh, that's and then it, they had a good junior final, and I was still this kid Harrett Hallbaker. He's pretty good. Aiden Manchanda, I met him and his dad at the Nats. Last year, Eli Miller. It's good to see a full like this is I'm glad that they have this. These young guys got a little chance to put on a show. And um it's good. I was watching, I saw their pictures. They were all happy to be there too, man. It, it was good. I think the people that went to the Enats enjoyed it. Uh I saw some race reports. People were happy. That's good to see. That's great to see. Still, still, it was still a successful. Maybe not as many entries as they wanted, but it was still not a complete and total loss, in my opinion. So uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, congratulations to G and the track crew there because uh, they, they built a great track, in my opinion. Uh, the other big race was the Big Apple race. Drake went to this. He goes every year. This is at Barnstormers. This is the other big Northeast race. Uh, I think even... Like Cole Ogden used to go to this race. I think JQ was trying to go to this race. I think even Savoya might have went to this race at some point. But uh, it's one of the bigger Northeast races held at Bond. Someone's Drake goes every year. He won. Jamie Grayek is like a Northeast legend. He came second. Brian Carter, him and his brother, or Brian's the racer. They raced full scale sprint cars. Third. 
And uh, yeah, just some fast Northeast guys there that I recognize their names in there. So that's good to see. There's a lot of racing, dude. And and there was the on-road, speaking of, the on-road uh, Raw warm-up nationals in Puerto Rico because Danny was doing that and I was watching some coverage from there. So I was watching a lot of racing this weekend. A lot of fucking racing. My eyes... Puerto Rican nationals or Raw nationals? No, it's Raw because Raw, Puerto Rico is part of America. Yeah, so I, know, I, know, I know it is part of America, but I don't think Roar would bring nationals there. Yeah, they have any nationals there. What nationals was it? 10 scale on road? Like, no, it's eight, one eighth on road, and I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but only I think one it's one eighth, eighth on road, like GT, and, and it, it might oh, be everything, okay. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I it don't know if they everything. hold it together or if they hold it separately, but that that's good. I mean, I like that. Well, there's a lot of on road racing in Puerto Rico. Oh, for sure, for sure. GT racing is really popular there. Yeah. One of the fast guys is this Dominican guy, actually, too. So and Yeah, and the... I, I remember, I think, like, I don't know if it was the Roar Nats last year or the Worlds a few years before, but I, I remember seeing Puerto Ricans up there. Yeah. Well, no, Jose Halmante is Dominican. Don't get, don't get confused. Oh, I'm okay. confused now. That's, that's going to start a cultural war right there. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for RC News Max. Um, it was, I mean, everybody was talking about divisions race, which we're going to talk about. But we yeah. have some questions because we haven't had you on to do questions for quite some time. So we oh, have yeah. quite a, we have we quite have a few questions. questions. We have questions to Discord too. Like we do? they've been just sitting. Yeah, they've been just sitting there for some. Like this one guy. Uh, CD Buckland has asked this question like three times, and every time we forgot to answer it. <laughs> oh, do you have it? Yeah, but I mean, okay, this so is we'll quite a complicated one, but I guess I can ask so, myself. All right. <laughs> so, you, all right. This, well, is like, this is like super, super science, but, oh but my I mean, gosh, so I, let's, I do, gonna... let's do it now so Chad will finally get, get his answer. All right. We'll do Chad's answer. For, we'll do it first, but first we have to, you know, do our intro, dude. Yeah, let's do that. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Yes, and thank you to Brent at BeachRC. I still have the Lucas interview that I have to post up. Uh, I'm going to save that for another podcast because I know we're going to geek out on the Visions podcast this week. But we have an affiliate link for BeachRC if you guys can use that. Uh, greatly, It helps us out a little bit. We got a little slice of that. And uh, check out BeachRC, man. They're doing a lot of good things in RC. And we thank you guys for all your questions. So first we're going to ask answer Chad's question because he's asked it for quite a long time. Then we'll move on to some of our other questions that we have. So go ahead, Max. Okay, finally, finally the answer to this question. But be prepared, it's quite a extra, extra science. So can you explain cross weights as it pertains to off-road vehicles, specifically the effect on a car as it hits, hits a jump face and then when airborne? I understand a car that appears unbalanced without shocks can be loaded 
to balance on scales, but when it's in the air, what happens if one side is significantly heavier than the other? I'm thinking of what happens when you throw a hammer, not in a vacuum. Yeah, so um, basically, uh, there there is a difference, and there is more difference than just weight balance. There is also inertia differences, um, and uh, that that has effect on roll. The sort of how fast the car rolls, how fast the car sort of switches direction in the air, everything. Um, and I think weight balance overall has been like under optimized in our cars quite quite bad actually so my experience with sort of um, matching cross weights is that it always helps like matching cross weights with uh, the preload of the springs like joseph has done on his sort of write-ups he measures uh it measures all four corners with scales and balances it with preloads on the springs. So that sort of uh, that makes the car have equal um, balance left to right uh, on the tires. So the initial feel of the car is slightly better, and uh, you can well, okay, you can feel it. For sure i think it does help a bit but it's not a sort of a a do or die situation really it's something you can do if you want to but it's not not at all necessary i think most of the time it's not really that necessary but it can help and you can most likely feel it uh, if you i mean if you're a good enough driver that is and if your setup is close enough but the thing about it is that's not something you should do if there is a significant difference. You can do it to fine-tune it uh, the car, but that's pretty much about it. If you have significant weight uh, balance differences in a car, that that makes the car handle quite uh, quite unbalanced. You can, I mean, you can feel how the car handles differently with uh especially in 10 scale this was really easy to feel because we had um we had these layouts where the engine would be in the front and when you would brake and turn to the left the car wouldn't grip roll and when you would brake and turn to the right the car would grip roll so <laughs> that was because the engine was in the front on that chassis layout and the brake force of the engine and the engine being so in the corner front corner made that uh, corner of the car so heavy that it was so unbalanced and when the car rolled it, it grip rolled much easier on that side. Well, that's, for example, one thing. And that's something I've actually been worried about on these saddle pack cars. I think that might become an issue, but I haven't been able to try one of those cars or do, do extensive testing to say that for sure. And most likely the lower center of gravity helps with that. So it might be sort of a plus minus zero um situation but on off-road vehicles uh uh the question specifically is about jumping and uh, yeah in the air in the air generally weight balance doesn't matter that much to be being honest like 
the the biggest thing in the air is what type of tires you're running so if you're running like intense scale especially if you're running carpet tires you can feel that the tires are much less responsive in the air so it's much harder to control the car compared to dirt tires but in eight scale the biggest thing by far is the body shell and the the wing uh i don't really i have never really felt that like with the rearward bias the car will jump differently the biggest difference is in landing however so if the car is very very unbalanced uh in terms of like weight bias um that's when you start having issues in landings uh especially if the car is really heavily rear biased you'll lose the rear if it's heavily front bias you have the car pushing a lot and uh those are the difference you'll feel but um i think um about sort of tuning the preload of the springs and balancing the car like that you will gain because of the car will handle better when it's on the ground because it's balanced on the ground and you will most likely have no downsides in jumping or no noticeable downside in jumping that way that's my point of view and what i've found when i've tested it and uh but overall the best way is to actually balance the car by making it uh symmetrical left to right and and have the corners equally balanced and not not just as weight balance but also as balance of inertia in in the in the chassis uh, that also is a big deal and that uh, there's a lot more to it than i think anyone has ever really thought about when making an off-road car in touring cars people take that into account quite often but in in off-road i don't think anyone has ever thought about it too much that was super science man but i got it i understood i understood i was yeah. paying attention uh i had something that i wanted to ask you um because i know what jq would have said I noticed at the Euros that lots of guys, a lot of people are using the beta wing or a, is it a copy of the beta wing? I mean, I saw at uh, RCGP Boots was using it and Canas, and it looked like a lot of people were using that at this Euros. What's your thoughts on that? I think the reason why they use it is because the wing, you can get it so high up. I think the side plates are higher than the wing um, or the end plates are much higher than the regular wing. So I think that helps them sort of control the car, but then it lets air flow underside of the wing. So you have sort of less, it allows the rear end most likely to to steer more sort of the rear and flows better but it still has quite a bit of uh, drag in it because it's so big like a big scoop basically so you still have a bit of rear grip so i think it's a similar thing to having a body without the side wings versus having a body with the side wings when you slide the car a lot this type of wing will work better I think because the airflow is better from the sides and when you have a wing with 
a regular end plate, it works the best when you're going straight. But if you're sliding a lot, uh, the airflow doesn't go nicely around the end plates because it's not designed to do that. It's just a straight end plate. So I think that's the reason. When you want to slide the car, um, when you want to have the rear end really free and have similar, um, similar grip when you're going straight and when you're sliding, I think that's when that wing is good. Uh, but in terms of like doing aero really well, I don't think that's that's a good solution. Okay. All right. So I was wondering that. Um, I know if I would have asked Joseph, he would have said it's just placebo. Uh, but oh, uh, for a lot of driver, for a lot of drivers, it's probably placebo because yeah. the thing the thing also is that when you have a wing that's that high up, the car looks like it's turning faster because the wing is high it moves around more when you get the car into a slide you see the wing move in the rear and lifts the wing moves higher so a lot of it is just you can see the car looking more aggressive so you drive it sort of more on the line you drive it more carefully maybe or you slide it nicer so a lot of it is probably placebo too but uh there there is most likely a significant difference in handling uh too okay cool cool so we're gonna get into some of our questions here um we're gonna get into in-depth discussion of the visions race after this so if it's really pertaining to the visions race we might just wait and hold off until then because uh, some of them do pertain to that. But I like this one from Benjamin James, and he asks, with his win at Visions, where would you rank Jared Wiggins among RC drivers in America? So I'm, if you would have told me that Jared Wiggins was going to win this, I would have been like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, no way. You know, um, but I think with the way that they did did things, the way the format, which we'll talk about in 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 the review, in a re reaction, sorry, is what helped him a lot. But I did watch him run his A2, and he ran a very, very good main. His car looked good, and he made one mistake at the end, the same place where uh, where yeah, Mayfield from. That, that, like, that oh, no. mistake, yeah. And it was crazy because he didn't make it over the line when he crashed, and he was like, at the point where he crashed, he could have just lifted off the gas and let the car roll to the line. But he kept it, kept it pinned that he caught it. But luckily, I mean, he had like a six-second lead or something. So yeah. I, so with that, with, with that said, like, look, I'm happy for Wiggins that he got this win. Uh, this this guy works really hard. Oh, did you notice that they used my nickname for him too? The what wizard? Is it, the wizard? Yeah, yes. I heard that. I they heard were that. saying that. I was so happy about that. Um. <laughs> I, I'm, it's great for him. He puts in a lot of work. Uh, he drives on so many different surfaces and and whatnot. This guy works really hard. Does how? It's hard to say where it ranks him anywhere right now. Um, because this you race is the format is so different. So, you know, you still have to. We still have to think back to traditional racing, qualifying and and doing a, a long main and all that type of stuff. But you know what? I will say that that Wiggins is definitely this should give him some confidence going into his next couple of races. He he drove well yeah. in A2 and he drove, you know, with the three main setup, 
he was able to drive well enough in those mains to secure a victory, which which was great. Which was great. Yeah. That's how that's yeah, what made the, it exciting. Yeah, and the, the, like I don't really know much of him, but I think like he does RC full time, right? Yeah, that's just his job. Yeah, so I don't know, does he get paid by techno or yeah, I believe I I hope I I, I think he does like dude, the guy's like gonna go driving today. Yeah, like I like because I think like he lives with Katie Roxbury and Tyler Hooks. They have like yeah. a house together or something. So I think he just drives RC and spends time on RC. So like I think because I like I don't think he's like at, at the level of Jones or Van Dalen or any of these guys. But like seems like this race for some reason like he was there from the start. He he was top seed on the first round of seeding. Uh, he was there in qualifying. He had pretty good start spots all the way through. And uh, like in the second main, it wasn't like he got super lucky and won. No, he just took the lead and fucking led yeah. the whole main. He yeah. was controlling. So it, well, I can't even say he got lucky because he didn't. He didn't really get lucky at all. So yeah, and his car looked okay too. So I think it just might have been that he's like on a track. It was like his this. day. He has his, he has his setup down. It was his day. He was driving good. So yeah, that and I mean yeah, this track is kind of Texas style too, like big wide jumps and like ninety degree corners. So it might have just been he was feeling it. Uh, this was his day. But I'm interested to see if like he like stepped it up over the summer this much, or if this was just like his day but, right yeah it'd be it'd be great to see him do well because he, he's, he's a, definitely not he's definitely not a guy i'd expect to finish top five at any of the big races even top uh, five to be honest he he can do it but it has lots of things have to go his way yeah. I, like he but i'm i'm happy for him dude oh he yeah won this. me too for sure and he and, won this it and the thing good. is he wanted won it like fair and square there was not not like oh yeah. he got lucky that that yeah. wasn't the case he won he did what a it main. Had to do. yeah he won a main and uh he did really well in the first and last main to secure enough points kept it consistent so yeah that's, yeah that's so all imagine if if things were determined like you know if championship was determined with a series this is how exciting we culinary multi-main events that are total by points, not times like a qualifier is better. Please, everyone change this. Yes, I really enjoyed the format. Um, I don't think every race has to be like this, but this is definitely something that can be implemented into club racing and whatnot as well. And actually, various races. I actually kind of disagree. I I don't like uh double or triple mains, really, because Especially if it's like 10 scale where someone can win it in two. So fuck. if you count all three, then if you win the first two and then uh, have a technical in the third because someone takes you out in the start, then you're out again. Yeah, I guess true. it's like, I yeah, I guess it's interesting. But I do like the fact that it's one main. You go out there for 45 minutes and that's it. I think there's place for both. Yes. But yes. I, I don't think... Everybody should be like this. Yeah, I don't think one should be the best way. And to me, I I think there's there's there are good in both. And that's why I, I think it's great that 
for example, RCGP has both. I think that's the right way to do it because there are a place for both styles. And I think triple mains is too much. I think double double mains, 20 minutes or 15 minutes. That's, in my opinion, the best if you do more than one main. But uh, I will say this. What they done with these mains, I enjoyed. And we'll talk about that in in the in our re, re reaction. So, but yeah, I mean, he's got Kyle's got a badass um, backyard track. I like he can do it at his track. It'd be good as well. Um, Will Smith, what's up, Will? If sponsoring is removed from the hobby and continues to replace it, would this help the hobby to grow with fewer brands that actually innovate versus selling rebranded items? What? So if if so, he wants to get rid of sponsorship mm. and replace it with contingency. He says, "Would this help the hobby to grow with fewer brands that actually innovate versus selling rebranded items?" I don't really know how that would change the brands. That would change the hobbyist for sure, but I don't think it would make a difference for the brands. I think if you start putting money on the line for everything, people are gonna get too serious. They're already oh, serious yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, they're too serious now over cardboard trophies yeah. and getting that sponsorship. That's yeah. that's my by that is the byproduct of Yeah. So, I'd be fucking scared to go to a race if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in America. I I don't I mean, we had contingency for everybody. Um I know what he yeah, thinks. Yeah, but that's like, different. That's, yeah. that's different though. That's contingency uh in spot of sponsorship. So like these guys would buy thousands worth of kit, then they go to a race, and if they not win, they fucking flip out. They max out their credit cards and <laughs> try to get that by winning. Like, I like seriously, like I'd be fucking scared to go to a race in America. I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> kill me if I beat them. You would definitely get killed in Finland. Oh, for sure. Like, imagine, like I, I being in the pit saying like, "Oh, fuck you guys!" Like, I'm an arrogant one. And then I beat them in the main. Like someone's gonna come and fucking shoot me. Fuck. I don't think it's gonna be that far. But no, I, fuck. Like people get shot in America every day. Fuck. I'm scared to even fucking go there. Then. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's a good idea. Um, because I think money should be saved for professionals. Like I really do. Hundred percent agree. Yes. I think it should be saved for professionals. Uh, I think I don't think every race should be a money race either. Uh, I know in drag racing, that's what it is. It's all about the money. I don't think drag racing is a lot more controlled than this stuff. It's, it's two lanes. You can clearly see when somebody's like it causing an infraction uh, in RC yeah. offer it. It's just hard. I don't know. Will. I don't, he says, will it, will the hobby grow with fewer brands and actually innovate versus sell every branded items? I, I don't, I don't innovation, know. I think, innovation will only happen if, winning actually like winning actually became difficult enough these days like you can if you're a good enough driver you can win with almost any car because there there isn't brands that have put enough effort or their car isn't so much better than the others because there isn't enough money to where you can start dominating by making such a good car like there is in f1 or MotoGP, you can make a, such a good bike or such a good car that no one else can challenge you. Until that happens in RC, uh, I don't think there will be a time where innovation actually starts to happen like rapidly. 
Right. And uh, and that won't happen before we have money and that won't happen before we have exposure and that won't happen until we actually do something about stuff. Like Visions has done and RCGP has done and, and that. So it starts from starts from really that exposure. That's the first thing. Then comes innovation and all the rest of it. And I think uh, actually the cars being more simple, cheaper, and there being more brands most likely grows the hobby. What doesn't grow the hobby is sort of giving people sponsorships, making hobby shop go, hobby shops go bankrupt. That's the sort of issue. The issue isn't that there's too many brands. The issue is that the the market model is destroying itself, sort of. That's the issue, and we've been talking. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, Keenan. Keenan I was pressed like, the we, button by mistake. <laughs> yeah, Keenan got so excited when we talked about what's what's wrong with with the market. Well, because because um, he goes on we to say about, we talked about this for millions of times already. I know. That's, I know. That's the sort of issue. He goes on to say, in drag racing, we have to full scale drag racing. We have to show a receipt, the current sticker, and photo proof. It was on the it was during the time trials before we got a contingency check from the manufacturer. Even requires to fill out a ten ninety nine. Man, that's RC is RC, people will go nuts with that. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I I, I don't, don't want to spend any more why... time on that. I've, yeah, I, I don't. don't I don't understand happen. why. I don't understand why people are so fascinated by like payouts of races. Like why? Because in full scale racing, that people make money. That's why, and that's the big argument. Everybody says, "Well, I can. I spend a lot of money, but I can win money." That's yeah, but why. that's that's a false hope. That's like saying, "Oh, you you walk uh, across the earth." For me, without eating any food, and I'll give you a million dollars. Yeah, everyone's gonna fucking die on the way. Maybe one guy makes it miraculously through. <laughs> no, but, but that's people like, do actually win yeah. money, man. And you do win money also, at these races. Yeah, and people also buy lottery tickets, and maybe one out of a million. No, it's wins. not that. Not that rare. Like I know people that race full scale, and you actually get money back. Okay, like, but how? But how many have won more than they spent? No. Who? Yeah, no I, I don't know those ever. numbers, yeah. Max. I yeah, don't know. Exactly. I'm not experienced enough mm-hmm. to give. That's that's just false promises for idiots. That's nothing else. That's like <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, to destroy your dreams, but <laughs> that's how it is. Uh, look, I, I, you can make right. Yeah, hey, you can make money racing full scale. I don't know how. I've never done it. So, but apparently, you can make money racing RC too. But you just have to be good enough. But see, uh, but also full scale is bigger, a lot bigger. So we have to we're comparing something to, you know, yeah. <clears throat> something else. Magnus Berglin, not much of a question, just a thought. Both RC Racing TV and Live RC have stepped up their game during the Euros and Visions race. Things can get even better, but I think they should have positive feedback from us, the audience. I agree. Um, we, we we have, I really enjoyed the coverage at Visions. We're going to talk more about that. Excuse me. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, both have definitely stepped up their games. Uh both do it in a different way. You know, Live RC has a nice the nice trailer that they pull up to and they have a lot more probably a lot more resources available to them. And RC Racing TV is really like a traveling bunch of gypsies with everything in suitcases and they're able to do uh, a good job as well too. 
So, uh, yeah, I guess it's just it's working with what you have and using your imagination to do things better. That's what it comes down to. So, Metrix is Mayfield and Testament enemies now? Oh, yeah, I would definitely say that they're enemies. Uh, okay, so we have a question. Robbie Smith, a lot of us, a lot of races use Rocket Ron. Would the RCGP style of the best three laps and a qualifying race make things more exciting and more track time for races while also helping people sort into mains from a single buggy class instead of three different classes? Hello. What? <laughs> I, I you blanked out. So basically what he's saying, would the RCGP Rocket use Rocket Ron? Would the RCGP style of the best three laps and a qualifying race make things more exciting and more track time for the racers while also helping people sort into mains from a single buggy class instead of three different classes. So what I guess what he's trying to say is, can you just would do all RCG, of that seeding? Would, would RCGP class be, RCGP format be better for other races, basically? Or RC2? <laughs> yeah, format? but he's asking instead of, while also helping people sort into mains from a single buggy class instead of, okay, so I think what he's trying to say is instead of um, having three different sets of qualifying for three different, like Sportsman, Open, and Pro, pro you you use RTGP qualifying for everybody, and then you just take their sort, you sort them after that. I believe oh, that's what he's yeah, asking. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, 100%. I think what uh, all the big races in America should do is in qualifying, there are no classes. So you pay an entry to a class, you pay to Nitro Buggy. And then let's say first 50, make it to Pro, second 50, make it to Intermediate, and the rest are Sportsmen. That's it. So if you make it to top 100, that's it. You got into the Intermediate. And if you didn't, yeah, tough luck. You maybe if you win sportsman, you can make it up to into uh, like intermediate or something. I don't know. In my opinion, there doesn't need to be a class. But if there, if the old men want a piece of cardboard, uh, give them, give them their own class so they can win that. But I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, that way, it's much easier for the organizer. It's not like you will like especially at races where there's less entries that's going to make it much much easier because you won't have eight car mains you will have always 12 or 15 car mains somewhere in track and pit so yeah 100 percent do it that way he also wants to say sub question how can we modify a race structure like that to fit smaller club races to keep an efficient program running in a one-day race with less than 150 entries does he mean trucks as in like basher trucks no, 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 no. How can we modify the race structure to fit a smaller club race oh. Oh, to yeah, keep an yeah, efficient program running? Uh, Joseph has posted a lot of these. I don't know if he made uh, yeah. the format public, but there are many good ways. Um, one way to do it is to have a lot of entries. One way to do it is to run each class at a certain part of the day. So, for example, run Nitro Buggy in the morning, E-Buggy in the day, and then nitro chuggy in the night. So that way, if there's a guy who is like, okay, I don't I don't have three cars, he doesn't have to stay there for 12 hours just to drive three times. He can stay there for five hours, uh, then sit back, have a few beers, and check check out the e-buggy mains, and then, then head back home. 
or don't have beers and then drive back home have a guy drive for you but anyway head head back have fun and chill out he doesn't have to stay there for 12 hours and then drive after that uh that's one way to do it that's a really good way for something like jbrl which has sometimes over 200 entries and they run it on one day that's number one so split the classes in certain sections of the day part two also the good part about that is you don't have to run class after one another so you have your touch uh, if you have you can run like nitro bug in the morning you can wrench your e-buggy get it done and even better you can have you can run the same clips so you can run nitro bug in the morning then you can just change the chassis and run e-buggy so so many positives about this that's number one number two is run don't run five mini qualifiers because when you have a club race, you run twice on a track, someone's going to break and then have a bad qualifier, they're going to get pissed and it's going to suck for them. So run best five laps, best three laps. You go out on the track for five minutes and that's it. Um, that way you can practice the track, learn the lines. You don't have to be scared that you're going to crash and, and do stuff. You can, you can sort of find your lines. You can focus on the driving, get your laps in. And in the end, the results will be the same almost exactly the same apart from the fact that now you won't have those sort of flukes of guys having bad luck and then doing bad because of that and then the mains that way you also save time for the mains so you can have 20 minute mains for for nitro buggy bump ups and a 30 minute or 45 minute main for final maybe maybe not for our classes also actually Please just have one class. Don't have in on, in club racing. There's no reason to have more than one class. There's no way you're gonna have over 100 entries on like sportsman buggy because there's most likely just 200 entries altogether on many many different classes. So one class for each uh, car class. So then you'll end up with like 60 buggies, 60 truggies, and whatever e buggies you have. That way, uh, it's much more easier for the organizer. The drivers will find the drivers will still find a guy to battle with if they want the piece of cardboard to bring back home. Give each sort of main winner a cardboard piece of plastic or piece of plastic and say that's your trophy, and then everyone will be happy. That's, in my opinion, the best way to to make a club race work with uh, he said 150 entries on one day that's you can easily make that happen you can have two runs of practice and then a main um uh easily that way two runs of qualifying sorry uh okay. and you have the qualifiers with the best five laps or best three laps or whatever it we, is. we have a lot of questions about classes this week so yeah john nolan actually asked do you think track should have different classes to separate the skilled from the newer people or just group them all up one side you get the newer people to get a chance at at a win and move up the classes but then there's also a point where there's too many classes there won't be enough to run them all um yeah. i would i would say it depends as well too so i want to track re uh retract where you said at a club race now at a club race if you have a group of novices showing up with maybe an arm or Traxxas or this or that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you should find a class for them and group them together. Like they need yes, to have their 100%. own class so yeah. they can uh, enjoy and 
get get the bit in their mouth and get into RC. Uh, we know that that armor was probably better than their two-wheel drive Traxxas or whatever, or, you know, we just know that. I, I think that's feasible. I think that's good. But if you have club race, like, I, I just go back, like, to Silverstone, Silverstone days. You go, you set up a track, we all raced our class. If you was faster than than what you said you was, you got bumped up to be at the faster guys. It's easy. It was quick, easy, in and out. It was done in four or five hours. Um, I I get it. Look, classes ain't going anywhere at these big races because they just ain't going anywhere. But on a club level, you don't need a whole bunch of classes. Let people just drive. Like if you, it. What's the sense of having a class with two? four-wheel drive cars just let them run in a two-wheel drive class with you and wherever they finish they finish like yeah you know what i mean if they win then they they still only won four-wheel drive class the person who finished first with two-wheel drive wins so i i just it's just easier faster faster day all that type of stuff yeah yeah but to me the thing is like when i was a kid and I was running Finnish nationals. And the first race I went to, I made it to 116s or 18s. I can't 118s because there was only that many people. But I, I made it to 18s. And then I was like, okay, next race I want to make it the quarters. And then I made it to quarters the next race. And then I think I even made it to semis at the end of the summer. But just making it to one main up for me was the goal. I don't, people shouldn't need to have like, no, I'm in the intermediate class. No, you're in 1.8 final, you're in one sixteen final, or that's, those are targets for people as well. And if you want to embrace the sort of fact that you can win something, win a prize or whatever, sort of this uh, participation trophy culture that America really likes, apparently, um, you can give each one who wins their bump up or something like that a prize. So then mm-hmm. there's something to fight for even in the lower mains, not just to for a bump up, to bump up into a position where you can't make the top main. Because let's be honest, if you're at a JBRL and you're a sportsman guy, there's no way you're going to make it to the main. But there's still something to fight for, for the bump up win. And um, maybe if, if that makes it, if that helps, give them a prize. I'm fine with that. But don't sacrifice having for don't sacrifice the fun people could have because some people want the prize because that's easy to solve all right cool zach thomas asked the same thing why does racing have long qualifiers we went over that uh we should probably uh have shorter ones five minutes with the three laps and get i like that side of things um, we're not gonna reiterate that. Adam Reeve wants to know: No brand has ever just released a car within two or three months in one of yours. Do you think this is being ignored? He's talking about Rafa winning with the Mayako. Uh, it's you. You see, I saw some comments like, "Oh yeah, look, first cars winning a Euros and it's first time, first first six months." And then you someone say, "Oh, it's just a, another JQ inspired car with a pro driver driving it." Yeah, but this is cars different from the JQ cars. Like, yeah, there's lots of things that were tried on the JQ cars that are in this car, but this car is different. Like it's when I tell people it's a completely new platform, it is a completely new platform. Like there are a few things from the old from the old car that are on it, but not much. Small things. Yeah, yeah, but let's be honest, it's a complete. There's it's a completely different car. There is 
almost nothing. It's it's a high KPI front end. Uh, the rear end is rear end is almost completely different. Like there's nothing same about it. There are same ideas, obviously, because it's Joseph who designed it. So whoever says, oh, it's just another JQ is, an, is a total idiot and doesn't know anything more what they're speaking. <laughs> but, it's also, but it's also a bit disingenuous, in my opinion, to say, oh, this is a brand new car and, and it just missed the euros. No, Joseph's been, Joseph, this, this car has been the work of, what, 15 years, 17 years of Joseph has done. And uh, now he achieved it. What is imp- I mean, for the people who sort of own Mayako and are Mayako, not just the designer Joseph, for those people, yeah, it's a significant. They first year they come out with a brand and they win the years. For them, yeah, it must be a great feeling. But for sort of Joseph and uh, and uh, his car, yeah, he's worked a little hard on this for a long time, and now he finally got it. And uh, I think. That's the sort of most uh, genuine um, aspect of looking at it. But uh, I think the more impressive part is David, whereas he worked a long time before he got like comfortable with HP, more than a year before he got really comfortable with the HP, whereas now he's he pretty much, like, let's be honest, he just, I don't want to say dominated, but it he dominated the race. He dominated the race. Yeah. He but didn't dominate like, qualifying and practice and all that stuff. Yeah, dominated. I don't want to say I don't want to say dominated because he wasn't like from the lead from the start and then just run away. But he was in control from the start and it looked easy looking from the outside. So nobody could just say anything bad about his win. Like exactly. you can't say anything exactly. bad about it. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was not not a one thing you could say. Oh, this should have gone better in the main. So that part of it is, in my opinion, the most impressive. That the car was good enough where a pro driver could take it and win Euros just like that for in six months of driving the car. So that's the if you want to sort of give Mayako and Joseph and the car praise. That's the most. Uh, in my opinion, the most valuable angle uh, of it. So yeah, that's my thoughts about it. But it's it's disingenuous to say like brand new car and someone wins uh, because this car has been in the works for many many years in through JQ JQ's own car uh, and he he's refining the concept and understanding how to make the best car and now becoming the thing with Mayako. But it's also disingenuous to say this is just a JQ. It's, it is a new car, and it mm-hmm. is definitely a new car for David. Most definitely. <clears throat> We've got a couple more questions, <clears throat> and then we're going to get on to division trades. Robbie Smith wants to know, should pro drivers be fine or suspended either way by their sponsors or race-sanctioning bodies for poor sportsmanship and childish meltdowns on the stand? It's not a good look to have an angry dwarf cussing and raging on the live broadcast. Um, I actually, we're going to talk about this and more, uh, in the visions race coverage. So who is, who is the angry dwarf? Is that me? I think it's talking about Mayfield. <laughs> oh, that's Mayfield. Ooh. <laughs> well, May- Mayfield isn't the tallest guy in the world, you know? 
I he definitely looked tall against. He, he definitely looked tall against uh, Tasman. Tasman. <laughs> I mean, to me, everyone's tall. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm trying to find one more question that I have her. Actually, it's from my. Actually, it's two. So I have one anonymous guy. He doesn't want to be named, but he wants to ask a question, and, and he asks. And let me find it. Actually, it's about Tebow. Is Tebow? Uh, is uh, he goes up? Why can't Tebow win races? Is he too old? Well, um, you know what? I don't think it's from lack of trying. He's definitely trying to win. Uh, he it's Tebow's a conundrum. He'd be so fast in qualifying and do well, and then like in the mains, he just seems to disappear sometimes and you hear him talk about is like the pace that these guys drive at the pace the pace the pace it, i mean you heard david say it this the, he raced this recent this main her at uh the euros and it was such a fast pace that it was the hardest race probably one of the hardest mains he's run in his life so i think what's what's tebow is finding is that like yeah he's fast but he has to keep that pace up consistently now and What's going on is it's it's that mid pack man that mid pack right now of a of a USA or, or even a European a main right now it's it is full of guys in there that are trying to get to the front. Let's not make a mistake there. Like so, you know he he gets back like to this. Once you I, I I just don't think like once you get back in that mid pack area and you're battling with those guys. It's so hard to make progression because you got to get through those guys, then chase down those other guys that are ahead. So I don't know what it is with Tebow. He seems confident. Um, is he too old? No, he's around the same age as these guys. He seems to be enjoying life. I think he he's also doing a lot too. You know, he's also... Uh, you know, selling his own stuff, and he's he's doing a lot more than a lot of these guys are doing. So I don't know. I I want to see like there's races where I go and I'm like, yeah, Tebow's gonna do really good at this race, and then I'm pretty sure he wants to win as well. So I I think he just needs to figure that out, and he'll be all right. He still has some time left in him. Uh, I maybe I don't know. Like I mean, it's no real techno guy that's really blowing people away at this moment. I would say. I mean, Wiggins just did. Don't get me wrong. Wiggins just did, and he did well at this race. Um, but even like Seth Van Dalen and Tyler Jones, they're not lighting the world on fire right now. No offense to those guys. I know it's hard. I'm just saying my opinion on that. Joseph yeah. said it too. So don't get Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't I don't think I need to comment on this topic really, but <laughs> I'll comment on the I'll comment on sort of him being too old, which is not not true. He's not too old, and uh, and uh, I'll also comment on the sort of uh, the what you said about the pace these days. And I don't even think it's sort of level of drivers is so high. I think the way our cars are currently, they are good enough to where you can go really really fast with them. But they aren't good enough where it's easy to go that fast. 
and our tracks currently aren't sort of super easy tracks and if they are easy tracks or flat tracks then they are technical and they need a lot of sort of focus to keep the car there so the cars are becoming so much faster that keeping that speed up is more difficult and i have i the reason why i say this because i watched joseph drive <laughs> where his driving style just isn't sort of fast enough for him to do as good as he could do if we go back 10 years because then the cars were slower you could make more mistakes um the tracks were well early 2000s tracks were more rough so that is that is i think the the thing where the old driving style doesn't work as well anymore you have to drive full speed all the time and yes joseph does good still and, and that was that wasn't like like he can't do good anymore but he does good on certain tracks he does good on tracks where you can't do full speed all the time you have to know where to check up and he's really good at that he's really good at sort of knowing when to check up because that's how racing used to be you used to have such big holes and the cars would always break because they were much more fragile so on tracks like that the old old school driving style works but on sort of modern tracks especially like the euros this year you can only be fast if you drive like a 10 scale you know driver and yeah canas really aggressive driver ron Fork, one of the most talented guys and quailho same thing they were do you think so. the lack of 10 scale driving has affected him david or no Joseph? uh tebow tebow maybe i mean maybe that is something he needs he, maybe he needs to sort of go back to trying to drive full speed like that maybe maybe that will help him i don't know it definitely helped me at some point driving on eos carpet because it's completely different to driving on a bumpy off-road tracks with an eight-scale car that has a clutch and there's dust and everything compared to driving on eos carpet where there's just a just a carpet just your car and the tires and there's nothing really changing and you have to go full speed all the time there's no sort of checking up there's nothing you need to worry about you just drive as fast as you can for five minutes so yeah maybe for him to sort of realize that skill and to utilize that maybe he needs to do that maybe it would help. you you might be right and i just thought of that i just thought of that yeah our last question and this comes from my friend down in australia and he's looking at the Australian Nationals, which is coming up right shortly, but looks like it's going to be some rain. Six heats of Nitro, five heats of electric at the Australian Nets. Is electric nearly becoming the glory? Question for the NNRC podcast. Um, Look, I hear there's going to be an e-buggy Worlds next year. I think it should Ooh, be... Yeah. Interesting. Joseph said this in the last podcast. Uh, I think they should do the e-buggy and the Worlds together or whatever or there will be an e-buggy routes um I, I think it should be i mean e-buggy is is big enough i had this argument i wouldn't say argument i had this debate with uh, one of my buddies the other day and i i said this and i still believe this i think 
And this is no offense to buy people who just run e-buggy or e-truggy. And every year they say, if we put the e-nats here, it's going to be packed. It's going to be rammed. It's going to have more people. I think that the e-buggy, e-truggy crowd of people want to go to races where there's definitely a sportsman, intermediate, and pro class. I think if, and this is, look, I don't want to get crucified by the e-buggy loyalists. I think that if you run Nitro like regularly, you are just a slightly bit more of a serious racer because Nitro just takes so much more work than e-buggy to be competitive. Lots of people just do e-buggy because it's good. I've, I've, I've worked with, I've seen like when I was a team manager, how people would show me their e-buggy results and their e and their, their nitro truck results. And I'd be like, well, how's your e how's your nitro buggy results? Oh, I'm not in the C main there, but I'm in the A main in e-buggy and, and truggy. Why? Because the power from e-buggy is fat, makes it easier. And I believe yeah. it's, it gets you out of a lot of trouble. Uh, and truggy is bigger. So, and then, then there's different areas. I mean, if you look at the DNC, nitro was the glory there. You know, it was way more nitro cars than e-buggies. Then you look at where you go in the southeast uh, at a, a, one of the race time events. The e-buggy and e-truggy is huge and could be big. It will be bigger than the than the <clears throat> than the nitro turnout. But they have sportsmen, intermediate, and whatnot. So I think the reason we don't get a lot of people at the e-buggy nationals is because we don't have those classes because those people want it. And look, it's nothing wrong with being, look, I just want to say this. It's nothing wrong with just running e-buggy and e-truck. I get it. I like it. You guys like, to, I, it's easy as plug and play, but nitro is hard and it's, it's hard to do and you have to be, you have to love it and you have to be serious about it. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, you pretty much, you pretty much said what I, I like to say, but I just do sort of uh, say more about the subject is, the people who go to sanction events and pay their licenses, even in Finland, they are the people who spend a lot of time on the hobby. And the people who spend a lot of time in the hobby, more often than not, drive nitro buggy rather than e-buggy. E-buggy drivers, most of the time, or let's say, there is not a single nitro buggy driver who shows up at the track with a backpack, a transmitter, and a car, and a few battery packs. Because you can't do that. But there's so many people who show up with just their car, their transmitter, and if they have a wheel come on, come out, out they'll go home. <laughs> like I've seen so many people running e-buggies like that in America and also in Finland and in Europe. Because you can't do that with an e-buggy. You can't just show up just with your car and transmitter and go drive a few packs in the truck. But with a nitro, you can't do that. And if you're the type of person who spends, he doesn't even sort of take your tools with you when go out on the track, you're most likely not the type of person who buys a raw license. So it's pretty self-explanatory. When, when the hobby is easier, you don't need to put as much effort into it. Um, most of the time, you won't take it as seriously. And you will just do it as fun. When it takes all the time, most of the time you need to take it more seriously because why would you do it? Why would you sort of waste your time for so much? So yeah, that those are the main things in my opinion, but getting packed back to sort of, um, could buggy be as serious in my opinion? Yes. And I wouldn't really mind if 
five years or 10 years in the future, eBuggy is the number one class worldwide. I wouldn't mind that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Only thing I'd miss was long mains and uh, the sort of feel of Nitro Buggy because eBuggies feel like uh, bashers because there's so much power and all that. But I think when it, when when all manufacturers start to spend more time on e-buggies, then yeah, that will change also. But so I don't, I don't, I'm not really even worried if Nitro will go away or if e-buggy will take over. But I don't think that will happen. Okay, cool. That's all our questions, dude, for this week. We had quite a few. So yeah, there was to- there was one more in the Discord, but that's a science mode, and he wanted Joseph to answer that too. So. Okay, so we'll we'll wait till Joseph comes on. Uh, thank you everybody for all your questions. Uh, thank you uh, to BTRC for their continued support. Remember, everybody, there's an affiliate link. <clears throat> if you can use that, helps us out a little bit. And we enjoyed your questions. It's been a long time since we did a, a, a long question. Like we did a good hour on that almost. So good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now, now we're we can gonna, talk about the race. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to talk into the race, and we have to have some word from some of our other sponsors. So thank you to Techno RC for that continued support. And being as they they won this this weekend, uh, they, you know, congratulations to them and Wiggins, and uh, a good victory for them at the first ever Visions RC offered race. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. And thank you to Techno RC for their continuous support. Congratulations to the wizard, Jared Wiggins, for his win at the Visions RC Offroad Race. Uh, and also, it was good to see Techno send three, like they send a good squad up there. They sent Tebow, they sent Seth and Dalen, their mechanics. Uh, Matt was there. So it was good. Techno took this serious. They sent a good team up there and they got rewarded with a win. Like I said, if you would have told me Wiggins would have won this from the get-go, I would have told you shut your mouth. But uh, he did, so congratulations to him. And um, before I go on any further, I just want to say congratulations to Brandon Rode, Live RC, everybody that was involved with this because um, there was there was a lot of negativity going into this as well prior to this, I would say. And I know Max and I were very supportive of this. A lot of negativity due to the fact that it was on the same weekend as the ENATs. Uh, but this was a race that couldn't be canceled because it's a whole event. Then there was the, there was like a lot of negativity about getting the bracelets and having all that stuff and everybody needing that. That was waved off. And then obviously um, the entry count wasn't high for this race. Uh, but that's fine because it still was a great race. Uh, I wish there was more entries. I can I can feel I feel their pain, how it feels like to have a race. With a whole bunch of negativity prior to it, not just negative. There was a lot of people positive about it too, but you know, there's a lot of people complaining and then being teased about being the entry count. But as I think one thing that we learned from this race, Max, is that it doesn't matter what the entry count is. You can still have a good race. <clears throat> and yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah, we've been <laughs> actually. I think it was. That. It's actually. 
I think for even for them, it was much better than they had such low entry count because they could do everyone on the live stream. The live stream was so much easier to do. They could do more running. Everyone got more track time. The track stayed together a bit better, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 All of that. Um, so And we've been saying this for I don't know how many years. Don't get me wrong. I wanted it to be more entries, though. And I, I will explain yeah. why later on. <clears throat> but um yeah they could have had like over 100 120 or yeah something. i think it would have been good to have 100 people there if that would have been possible yeah, yeah, yeah. so and i'll explain that why but I, I i i give them heads up to them because i also don't think they had much time to put this together uh i think this was maybe kind of something that came together at the last moment i don't know all the details i'm assuming assuming to make people look like an ass but uh, I just know kind of the way it was announced. It kind of seemed like they only had a few months to get this together. Uh, so let's let's talk about this because I am very positive about this race. I enjoyed it. I do have um, some. I, I do have some things I do want to say about it, but I want to talk about all the positive things first. I think we should. I would probably get it. Might as well get it up and playing while we're talking about it. I would say. Uh, first off, Max, let's start off with the track. So I'm not going to lie to you her and say, oh, the track was so great. And there was this and there was that. As an RC racer, the, the track for me was the best track was at the at the uh, at her. We got Jared Tebow. I did like this, like these interviews look nice. They were doing these interviews yeah. with the drivers and all that stuff. I did. Th I thought that was really good. Um, they did get some of this stuff wrong, but that's just coordinating with. I know how that goes. It's it's hard. Uh, so the track, I understand why they made it this size because it looks better on camera. It, it actually created more better racing. I would say to more close racing. I did not like that. I did not like the step up. I love Joey's step ups. Don't get mad at me, Joey. I love your step ups, but I just thought that step up was in the wrong position. I did not like, I, I if you're going to have a jump, I want to see the cars clear it. Uh, but the track got super rough, dude, super rough. And I think because of that, it made it better, you know, that it wasn't so technical because then it would have been a lot more accidents and stuff like that. I'm just trying to fast forward to the to the actual race in her, see if we can see some race. Okay, this is... Yeah, to give my thoughts on the track, I think the jump, the back jump was a bit too big, like, because he knew he was going to break up a lot. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, the back jump was was a bit too big. Also, the lap time should have been more than twenty seconds. Like th these, I guys, would agree with you there. I, I agree had, with you there. These guys had lappers like three minutes in. So even it like it's so hard to okay. It it's harder to follow the race to to sort of be interested in battles when there's lappers all the freaking time. So I agree with that. I at agree least with that. You, he should have tried to make it at least 30 seconds. Look, um, I, I'm not so criticizing them that much about the track. I'm looking at... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the track otherwise was nice. I don't... The back jump was a bit too harsh. There was lots of carnage there. Yeah. The step, step up was a bit weird. You couldn't clear it at all. So it yeah. was just jumping into wall and the track was a bit too short but those aren't like huge like all oh, the tracks suck no the track was 
Joey it was a great racing. Does, I, I enjoyed it. Nice tracks and the racing was pretty good. So the track was all right, but there there were a few things I didn't like. Man. Yeah, I, the step up was what I really didn't like. I mean, at near the end of the race, it was kind of like where they just single singled it. And yeah. what I didn't like about that big jump on the back was it was a lot of mistakes, like jumping off the track. And it's just because yeah. it was yeah. far away. This, this was a different little different type of track. It was far away. Driver mm-hmm. stand now. The driver stand is wonderful, like perfect. Like I, if all tracks could have a driver stand like that, it'd be great. Yeah, it was very and, good. And, and- and like the track area, like the fences around the track and the the side, uh, what you call those, the mid areas, what what's called this, uh, like around the track. <laughs> yeah, that th- those were nice, like the green green carpet. So the track looked uh, it was, very nice. It was painted. It wasn't green carpet. It was painted. oh okay painted. Okay, anyway, but it looked nice and the track area looked pretty clean. So yeah, so the track overall was pretty good. So, so I have to, we have to look at this. So I want people to look at this. And I, I told many people, we let's get out of our RC racing brain, what we like, you know what I mean? And we have to look at this as this, this is a exhibition of what we do, right? Yeah. So the track doesn't have to be super technical. The track has to just look cool. People probably, you know, people stumbling on this for the first time. And it's going to be like, Oh, wow. Like we didn't even know that you guys race, let alone, that so but I, like i said there are my, my main gripe is to step up and the back jump maybe was a little bit too big and it was just a little too far away hard to judge so it, it kind of sort of cars just jumping off to the side that's my my thing i yeah, love okay. the yeah. what was you gonna say one thing yeah i think it wasn't good was there were so many spots where you can jump off track and then people were just driving over pipes and marshals running behind the car so it looks a bit silly if you're not from RC. Right. For us, it looks like Marshall's just getting the car, but for someone seeing RC the first time, like, what the fuck is that guy doing there with, with his ass crack showing? You know? <laughs> I did like that they, they, on the first lap, they did a 180. So there wasn't no pile ups real up yeah, there and they did cool. a complete lap. I like that. I think, I think more tracks should do this. I think that's actually a good thing to do. Um, so yeah, that a bonus for that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I really, um, I can't say enough how great the driver stand is. I wonder what happened to Joey. He didn't have his arm in a sling the night before. Um, but yeah, I like that. And I liked the the practice track. on Man, the, the, the try me, the practice track, like for people to just track, not practice track, but for people to try. By the way, this is the start of A3. Uh, we're going to watch this. This is all, this is not my footage. This belongs to live rc we're just streaming it off there while we talk about it uh the the try me track was just as big as this so i i mean this is a very big driver stand i don't know if the future is to have a bigger track but it would be nice to see a slightly bigger track but if this is what we have to deal with then then if this is what it's yeah, decided it's, to be then so be it we'll figure maybe, out a way to maybe, make it more it, it, intricate yeah it doesn't really have to be too much bigger in size, but maybe mm-hmm. make it make it so that lap time is slightly longer, so you don't get lappers so soon. Yeah, that's that's probably the only thing I change really. And as um, much as I say this is for the show, yeah. if you want to get RC races there, you're gonna to have to put in a, a, a track that they want to come race on too. And as an RC yeah. racer, you have to understand that this track can't be wall ride like as crazy as you want it to be. That's my thoughts on the track. Um, the roughness made it more exciting too and made it harder. 
So yeah. like that jump, like I used so many, so many people making so many crazy yeah. mistakes on that jump. Uh, yeah, to me, to me, when when the cars look more like bouncing cars than racing cars, that's an issue. So that's something we should all sort of try to avoid Ma- making the the tracks too difficult. Mm-hmm. So especially like this jump, most of these guys crash there at least twice per main. Mm-hmm. So like when when you can't follow the race and it's hard to follow the race it's not exciting to follow it because you have to focus you're like what the fuck i'm fuck this shit so that's something uh i think uh um like i've said this to like people at rcgp that hey like the south carolina track it was just like i didn't really like to watch it because everyone was just crashing the whole time and mm-hmm. like the section after the straights, like that was just pure carnage. Mm-hmm. So like, I think for all who try to make it more appealing to outside, make it make it look nice, make it look crazy, but don't make it so hard for the drivers. Mm-hmm. Make it. I like, agree with you. It's nice to see a car crash, like for a new or someone who doesn't know. She's like, oh shit! Like you saw that crash, the car didn't break. Like that's exciting. But when that happens every lap. Then it's just like, what am I watching here? Bouncing cars or racing cars, you know? Yeah, that that was my only complaint. And I and I and and you know what? I know that they'll do a better job next year, uh, oh, as sure. well. And, so and I'm not worried. Yeah, like, and this is for anyone who's getting getting their panties in a twist. This is not like a huge deal. This is like me nitpicking here. Yeah, the this overall, is our reaction. Track, we track weren't there. Yeah. By the way, this is not a recap. This is a reaction to this that we're doing, by the way. I, I think it's better that we call them reaction. Uh, but you can see here, it did make uh it got a line. I like the doubles. I I, I yeah, just the doubles I like I, I think and visually it looked good. And yeah. remember, all of this is getting packaged into a one hour package that's gonna be yeah. on Mav TV. So I like that. I yeah. thought it was oh see, like Tebow like like Tebow would never really make a mistake like that normally yeah and um it was that was a difficult part of the track so but otherwise i i think for what they had uh, that is that yeah this this looks silly like that that's what i was talking about that's all that's like the only things i was like oh i didn't quite like that but otherwise i was like super super happy watching the race and and like can we talk a bit about the coverage too the coverage yeah yeah, we got that we got that in my notes let's talk about the format first because Okay. Uh, yeah. I I think that this this by the way I think the smaller race made for better coverage, uh, close more close more up close less yeah guessing what cars were and all that type of stuff too yeah so yeah. I understand oh, that yeah. I understand that uh format so look I understand why they did this uh I liked it it was exciting it's gonna make you're gonna have three fifteen minute mains roughly that we're gonna put into an hour long hour long like you know, program, you can put your B-roll in between and your intros on the stuff. It works out great. Uh, I I think it made for exciting racing. I liked, um, okay, is it your typical type of race? Because I believe they kind of picked straws or numbers to de- determine qualifying starting positions. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think qualifying starting position was... Like maybe random. they did. Maybe maybe they did it from seeding actually, because they did. No, seed they it. didn't. They they kind of um. If I oh, were so it was random, because yeah, I thought I it, think looked, they kinda... it looked it looked random because it did, it didn't look like it was from seeding round, but they did right, seeding right. though. But I don't know if they used the results to anything. I don't think they did. And then I believe 
what I did like, what I did like though, which made it exciting was, so where you qualified in your, your qualifier, Ron. you, you, Ron, you started there in your corresponding main. Yeah. So Q1 so I, was A1 and Q2 mm-hmm. was A2. So that was, that was interesting. I kind of liked that idea. Yeah. I would, I would say that is almost like for those who may complain about the starting gate and RCGP, that's like the starting gate, I would say. You know, it's 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 it can happen if you have a good qualifier, you and you you start in second or third, that's great for you. In fact, I think Wiggins in his A2 started in second. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah, but I think I think uh the interesting is that that builds much more storyline. Like imagine mm-hmm. Mayfield had a really bad Q3 and then it was like oh Mayfield and whatever Tesman Mayfield has a win and or someone else has a win and now Mayfield had a really bad Q3 so he starts from back of the pack and he has to make it all the way up and then you follow Mayfield and he makes it through the pack and like there's much more Mm storyline in there to happen so that's why I think that type of qualifier system is interesting. I 100% agree with you on that one 100% agree it made it interesting and I was it took me a while to figure it out too. I was like, hold on, why is qualifying different in A2? And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that's what led to like Ty Tasman to me and contesting her in A in A3. Yeah, he started first here and like then Mayfield catched him and then mm-hmm. like like exactly what I just explained, like more drama because of the qualifying starting format. And uh, that's kind of what we want as, as a yeah. spectator. Yeah, because this is geared to spectators and uh, the TV show. Yeah. So and, I it's still, that was... and it's still fair. It's not unfair. It's like you yeah. qualify there and that's it. It's not like adding randomizers. It's like, No, yeah. Just, I would agree with you. I like nice. it. I yeah. like it. Made sense. Made sense. I like the format. Um, What else? That's about it. I don't really have much else to say about the format besides that it made for, for exciting racing. Yeah. Only thing, only thing for me was I would have liked two longer mains so two mains where there's like let's say it's 20 minutes where you you could maybe make it with one pit stop or two pit stops so then there's more strategy there right you could sort of have that so that is something so maybe have two 20 minute mains obviously with laps like you did i 100 percent use laps instead of time or then use 20 minutes plus one lap or whatever it is uh but no, what i think yeah, I think um, I think uh, the only thing I would have liked was two slightly longer mains instead of three uh, fifteen. You wanted more pitch strategy. Yeah, yeah, because that is that is something that's really really interesting about nitro. That's what makes nitro, in my opinion, different to e-buggy. It's the long mains with pitch strategy and all that. Wow, what a fast pit by Drew Spurgeon on yeah. Mayfield. He yeah. was fly- Mayfield was hammered on her too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe like two 19-minute runs. So maybe what that would that would have been like 50 laps or something. This was 40 laps, right? Yeah. So two 50-lap mains where you could make it with one stop, but most people would maybe need to make two. So that that would have been more interesting in my opinion. Okay, so you feel that way. I I, I I get why you want that. You want more fuel strategy coming into it. And and, but, the, and the thing is, thing is like, that's for next year. That's not even like, oh, they should have done it this way. That's for like, hey, this was cool. Like next year, in my opinion, that could be even cooler. 
Yeah, so I agree. That's why I'm saying saying. I agree with you. I would say it's it's definitely brings in this pitch strategy. But I did enjoy this. I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, 100. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. All right, let's go on to coverage. Uh, well, like we said earlier, both of these companies have stepped up their coverage. Live RC has been doing a lot of um, full scale coverage. I even thought that the live RC coverage of the ENATS was good. They sent one guy there for camera and it was good. Uh, multiple angles. They went out and got a lot of B-roll throughout the weekend. I remember when I first started watching this, I was like, yeah, what's going on? It's just one camera. But then I was like, you know, they're probably out there doing what we would be doing at RCGP, getting the B-roll, getting all that. They got the sliding camera, which I like. They had lots of different angles. Um, I But my, I think the... The key to my enjoying this the most was the commentating. Um, I really enjoyed having the guy Ken Stout on, who is uh, uh, he's a full scale announcer for this company, Mav TV. He knew nothing about RC, as you can tell. Uh, but he still made it very exciting. Can't, uh, Mike Garrison was a very good uh, co. Oh yeah, Mike, Mike is really good. Mike is really good. He was. Good. I forgot how good he yeah. was, and he yeah. was able to fill in all the gaps. So why I liked this guy Ken Stout, uh, because it's really good for anybody that any average Joe that might stumble onto this, which is the hope, right? We want we want the people to stumble on this. We want this to promote what we do. So. He makes it a lot more relatable to the average person, I feel, that is tuning into this. And if you don't really get it, like his voice, when you think of like American motorsports, his voice is very what I would think of. Like, you know what I mean? The way he talks. Also, he compared it to full scale race. And and you can see as he went on throughout the weekend, he was learning about this and he wasn't biased towards any of the drivers he called it how he called it and oh i liked yeah. this by live rc by the way the picture with the drivers and this and what we're seeing right now i yeah. like that yeah actually the you're right about the commentating um commentating part um okay maybe we should watch this now because this is where all the drama happens then i'll continue so yeah mayfield make it makes a mistake and testman goes by and <laughs> now the drama happens. If you're listening to an audio, this is the clip where Ty takes out Mayfield. Ooh, when I saw this, that dude, all that I was kept... a hard hit. Yeah, that dude, was a hard when hit. I saw that, all I thought was Mayfield getting fenced at the 2017 Neo. Oh, yeah, I forgot That's about it. That was exactly of. the same. Yeah, that was almost yeah. exactly the same. But he was um, he was trying to overtake Ongaro, remember? Yeah, I remember. He was outside and then Ongaro... Yeah. Pushed him, out. pushed him over yeah but yeah just to continue on the on the commentating part that's 100 percent the deal we had um at the last round of finnish nationals we had the national uh finnish national broadcast center come and do a broadcast to finnish national television of our main final so there was one commentator from the broadcast center and one from one was an rc guy and that is so much better because someone like Scotty, he's, in my opinion, great at announcing and uh, he does a great job. But oftentimes he he can only do that to RC people, you know. He can't he can't really sort of bring him when he gets excited and he gets going. He can't sort of uh, 
bring himself back to that sort of uh, regular people level. But this guy doesn't have the RC level. He doesn't know enough of RC to sort of bring stuff that people wouldn't know. So he has to explain everything in a way that he understands it. And when if he understands it, most likely the weaver who doesn't hasn't ever seen RC will understand it. Exactly. That that's why that's why I think this is like especially at events like this, and perhaps even RCGP. Uh, this could be a thing that could be more utilized. Maybe RCGP is a bit different because it's a series. It's much more brought out. This is more of a, a exhibition race. Uh, but even then, I think um, I think there is a sort of there's if you want to advertise outside of RC, uh, this is one way to make it much much more accessible to people who doesn't know anything anything about RC. One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. Uh, and he he was very unbiased about his opinions yeah. or. He just yeah. called the racing. So and and Scotty did a good job of being a pit reporter. And I just hundred oh, percent, yeah. And I just forgot. It's been a long time since I've heard Garrison, and he just played a great role filling in those gaps, explaining different things. And yeah, exactly. Um, I I for me as an as a spectator watching this online, it made Saturday super enjoyable to watch. Uh, I enjoyed his Ken Stout, and a lot of people you can hear even on our Discord. A lot of people, wow, it was good to hear it. And I, I thought that was one of the most positive things and probably the best thing that they could have done with this. Um, I enjoyed the interviews that they got done with the drivers. It looked very professional, like, you know, what they just had with Tebow and that. And they they got to talk to him for a few minutes. We saw her tie winning. And then uh, this is when we do, this is when, this is like fresh right afterwards. And this is the drama. Oh, did they cut it? Oh, no, they didn't cut it. So this is when Mayfield is arguing yeah. with Ty. And we didn't see where the part where he pushed him, but they were arguing and uh, Ty's just looking at him like, you know what I was thinking? Like if, if that was JQ, which it would never be like if he was in Ty's position and he just beat JQ, which would never happen. JQ at that point when Mayfield was at his most aggressive would have said something like, but I still beat you. And that would have. Yeah. 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 Like, like that's the thing. The, the smile Ty had was same as JQ would have had, but Joseph would have said something to like light the fire up. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, if JQ would have been smiling like that, and then maybe would have maybe yeah. would have punched JQ with his radio, like JQ would have <laughs> fell yeah. off the driver's stand. Yeah, because he would have said something. Like you could see Ty was like, "What are you so mad at? Like, like yeah. what are you so mad at? We're gonna but get even, into that." But even Ty got that. a bit. Even Ty got a bit riled up because he he went pretty hard on the interview. Like, oh, he did. He did. We're going to, we're yeah. going to play that. We're going to get that all up and we're going to play that. Oh, one second. Uh, I'm going to remove this and we're going to go back to us for now. Um, so that was a, that was obviously a three. That's what everybody's talking about this weekend. Uh, I just want to finish up on the coverage. Uh, I like the overlays that they done. I like the picture and picture of the driver with his car. Also, they had some of that with the driver stand. I thought it was really good. Yeah, that that's always um, good when you show that there's an actual guy who is driving yeah. the car. That is this most story that the, the people want to see a face, not just the car. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one one thing actually, uh, when I was watching the Euros and uh, I was watching the RC Racing TV overlay, 
And I was like, yeah, now I remember why RC Racing TV is so good. The overlay, you can read it so easily. You can see the gaps between drivers. With the live RC overlay, it's like laps and like everything. It's just like it's switching around, like what is last lap. Yeah, there's a lot of info, but it's much, much harder to read. Uh, so I think the, that is something I'd like to see, like to see change a bit. Uh, because no, I really, I enjoyed the overlays, but I know what you mean. You, yeah. you like to see the times of the people yeah, it's, behind. Because yeah, yeah. It's easier to follow like what's happening if the announcer isn't sort of saying what's happening all the time. Or right. When you have like the times there. But all the transitions, all the graphics, I thought even oh, yeah. the commercials were great. Like the J Concepts commercials, the Amen, yeah. Rotac commercials were and great. I, I really like the interviews. Those were great because... Yeah. That's where you see the face of the. That's where you spill the storyline. I don't. I don't. I haven't watched enough of RCGP, but I don't know if they've had that in the gaps. But that's definitely what they should sort of copy. Like have, like it doesn't have to be long. Like maybe thirty seconds or something. Like oh, they've been doing it. They done it. They done it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I thought we we see what uh what live RC can do. They can. There. It was good. Um. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I, I was able to, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch much of the other classes besides the nitro buggy class and maybe the pro e-buggy classes. Uh, and, and when they came on, I watched them and I watched them on the big screen and I enjoyed it. So I thought it was good. Uh, congratulations. I thought the coverage was good. I thought the transitions. Okay. Like I, I saw some hiccups, like for me, now that I've worked with RC racing TV, I can imagine what, like, it's so much scrambling going on and you get things like, you know, little hiccups, but they'll get that fixed. No problem. I thought the graphics was great on certain things. Yeah, it was good. Very good. I give it uh, uh, two thumbs up on the coverage. And I think what it done is when they package that, when Mav TV takes all that coverage and that footage and whoever or whoever, probably whoever is going to edit this, they're going to come up with a great, I guess it's it's less not a full hour, but let's say fifty minute product of of that yeah. we're gonna have out in RC. So I'm happy about that, super happy about that. All right, and let's we should look at how Wiggins won this race, by the way, because um, yeah, how was he, actually? I did, I never saw the point points. How close was Testman to the win? Um, do they have it? Her. Okay. Invite Nitro Buggy Triple A man. So it was one point. So Wiggins, yeah. So he was one by one point. He so he got a sixth in A one, a first in A two, and a th- he got a third in A three. Okay, exactly. That's the thing because he was fourth. Like Lutz was fourth. He was fifth for the longest time. Then Mayfield retired. He got bumped up to fourth, and he he made it by. No, Lutz was second in the. No, Ogden Ogden was second in the end, and Wiggins in third, I believe, in the last minute. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ogden finished second in, in A2, and Tessman finished third in A2. Lutz finished 11th. He was, he started on pole in that, but he, he something happened to him. What about A3? Who, who A3, Lutz finished second. Okay, so yeah, so Ogden was there, and he, he got... Uh, Ogden, got he a, Ogden got a four, a second, and a fifth. Lutz got yeah. a second, 11, and a second. Tebow got an yeah. eighth, seventh, and fourth. Yeah, so Wiggins was just more consistent. He was just better than the rest. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no way someone can say he got lucky or nothing. Like, he was just better than the rest. 
Yeah, look at Mayfield had a first, a 15th, and a ninth because he broke in his second round. That big yeah. jump that happened, dude, yeah. that, no, yeah. I must say there were some big builders. Man, he hit, he knocked the builder out of that jump. I was like, ooh. But I think Mayfield, uh, Mayfield had a shot at winning it too if he I won so. the last one. But yeah, with a 15, that was tough. But yeah, so Tessman had a first and a second. And, uh, and he had a, a first, a third, and a seventh. Yeah, so the seventh kind of hurt him. Yeah. One point, yeah. Well, let's Dang. see where he started uh, in that seventh race, by the way. So let's see. Uh, qualifier one, where are you? He had he, a really bad starting. Yeah, he started ninth. One. Yeah, in, so... In that run. Yeah, so the qualifier really hurt him. So maybe that was, like, if he had a better qualifier, he could have won. Also, but, yeah. a little bump bumped up from the invite class and got a thousand bucks too, or fifteen hundred. Yeah, bucks. I think mechanic and hooks too, right? Yeah, hooks got some bump. money too. Yeah, but so that's cool. I like that everybody they spread the wealth out over everybody. Everybody got some money. Yeah, and uh, it like it was funny when people said, "Oh, Mayfield's fighting for thirty k," or like, "No, that was never the case." It was. If you won, you could get maximum. Like the maximum you could get was, I think, 15K. Yeah, yeah. He had if, to sweep if you won, all mains. Yeah, if you swept all mains, you won one that was 15K. Okay. Well, Max, I think we're going to take a break and get uh, pay some bills here real quick. And then we're going to get into the whole incident because we're going we're gonna to go into that really deep. So, hey, you know what? This is the... That those are listening to the new audio, this is the Invisible Speed commercial. If you haven't signed up for the Invisible Speed online course, you should check it out. It's really good. It's a uh, yeah. Thank you to Invisible Speed for the continued support. Uh, remember, there if you want, I don't know if the 20% is still on, but you can go to invisiblespeed.net, sign up for the online course, and improve your driving. All right, Max. So the internet melted this weekend after A3 due to what happened between Ryan Mayfield and Ty Tasman. Uh, man, when I saw that, I, you know, I, my... I was just freaking out over that. You know, I was, you know, I was freaking out over it. Um, I love that type of stuff. I knew Mayfield was going to be upset. And I was hoping I was like, please sweet RC gods, let live RC go and capture this afterwards. Does somebody be there for cell phone to capture this? Because one thing I do is I always capture the driver stand after a race to see yeah, driver's reaction. There's so much shit happening after a race at the drive. Oh, my God. And when they turned around and I saw that uh, Mayfield was shouting at him, my eyes was like, I was like, 
OMG, thank you, RC Gods. Let's have a look at it. Let's have a look at it. This is from Live RC. This is their um, let's add this and let's have a look at it with sound. The the intense action from the weekend. Esmond has made the move now, and Ryan Mayfield drops back to the number two spot. This is incredible racing with nine laps left to go. Oh, and right there, another oh, they both crash. Both, and they both continue. You've got to be kidding me. Both drivers going into the fence there. It looks like Mayfield got the short of the stick on that one. Tessman takes over the lead here in this one. So Ryan Mayfield dropping back to the number two spot. Unbelievable. Boy, the fact that oh, they all got Mayfield together Mayfield is out of this one. Ryan Mayfield is out of the race. Unbelievable turn of events right there. That is Ryan Mayfield's car being carried off. Okay. Aggressive. Ah, let me see. What's volume on for that? Uh, yeah, we have volume. I, 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 I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear. Okay, well, I did have volume on for it. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, everybody's seen this. Excuse me for a second. One second, I have to. I think that was, I think that actual clip is probably at, uh, let's see. It's at 601 shares, and Lord knows how many. I think how, it was like 30K yesterday. No, it was like at 78 when I last checked. Thousands. It's probably okay. over 100,000 yeah. now. So yeah. out of all that all that coverage, this is this is what went, went viral. And of course, of course, of course, the internet went crazy. Okay, so I couldn't. Apparently, I can't share the audio with this, I guess. Hmm, a word. Um, I don't know. We'll find out if the audio was in that that clip. But anyway, if you didn't see that clip, that was the clip of Ryan Mayfield, which I didn't see from the camera angle at first, that he pushed Ty Tasman, and he, you can see he is obviously upset with him because he thought he had the line. It's created probably one of the greatest debates I've seen in a long time in RC. Of course, I kind of went under and screen captured that stuff right away. I kind of wanted to do that because I was like, oh, man, I hope they don't erase this or sweep it under the carpet. I was worried. So as soon as this happened, I went right back to the um, to it and screen captured this and put up the video. I was worried. I was worried because I didn't want to lose this precious time. It is this ultimate time in RC uh, because. I was worried. I was worried they're going to hide it, but they didn't. Kudos to Live RC. They didn't hide it. They embraced it. And let's talk about the actual incident. So, what are your thoughts on it? You had some pictures. Do we have them here? I mean, I, I wish we had. Oh a, yeah, um, that a video. Let me find it. All right. So Max has gone super science mode on this. I think everybody in the internet. There's so many different uh, people saying, you know, with opinions. Who done it? Who done? It? I think we actually did a poll. I need to find my poll and find out what that was. I'm gonna do that right now while Max is looking for the pictures. Uh, the majority, believe it or not, the majority of the people favor Tessman in the poll. So that was, uh, I was shocked to see that. 
I thought for sure everybody would favor uh, Mayfield in this one. But Did they think Tesman was wrong or Tesman was right? Uh, that's a good question. They they <laughs> they had they had him they had more people blame Mayfield. Sorry. Okay, so more people blame Mayfield. Um, yeah. Uh, oh no, actually, yeah. That goes I, against I your 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 analogy your analysis. Yeah, I to me it was pretty pretty clear. Like Tesman just took took him out. Just <laughs> 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 you, you just think he took him out? Yeah, I mean, like when they hit, Tesman was hundred percent behind. Um, I don't have the picture of the incident here of the the now one but i have the picture of uh of uh, a previous incident um how the fuck do i share it um slides what is this oh uh, uh the pictures just go to view screen so max is um. trying to find his evidence he went deeper <laughs> okay um so I'm going to share this picture. This is what I want to show. Can you see it or no? No, it's not showing up on this slide here at all yet. Okay. You got to hit share screen here on her. Okay. So this one, what the fuck? You got to hit share screen on her in the bottom on her. This one. Okay. Now. No. We, okay. Here we go. I'll add to stream. Okay. So, so there's your picture from Silver State. This is a picture from Silver State in, I believe this is 20, yeah, this this year. This Silver year, State e yeah, I remember when this happened, I was there. Yeah, so we can all remember Gore Tessman being quite, um, quite frustrated with this move. Yes. Um, let me take that off now. And let me instead, instead, Take, he uh, was very angry with Mayfield. Uh, I talked to Gord. He was he didn't want to talk to him. So very similar situation. Very similar. And um, let me. I'm taking too much time on this, but uh, we should have been better prepared. I should have. I should have done this before. I I was supposed to do this before. That's right. Everybody blame the arrogant one. Yeah. This is a picture of the incident. Um, no, fucking, I'm so he, bad at this. He cannot figure out StreamYard. I'm actually better at this than him. Believe it or not. Okay. So now, share screen. All right, we are good now. So here should be you should be seeing a picture of the incident here. Now we can look at the other one. Uh, you can see the other one, right? No, that's gone. You can't share both. Okay. But this is. But you can see. You can see. Yes. These incidents. Are very I similar. See, I don't really see any difference, and in my opinion, like if you hit a guy from behind like this and especially mayfield was like if you see the pictures mike uh, i think mike walker commented on your post yeah he, he broke your radar from pro like 
before like in when you go into the corner Mayfi was like like when exiting the corner Mayfi was so far ahead and the testament just came from the outside and rear-ended him 100% testament's fault but uh i'm pretty sure these two incidents sort of have some connection if the first incident didn't happen i'm pretty sure the second one wouldn't have happened either so in my in my books it's 100% testament here so but here's our polls here's what the people think now i didn't upgrade to nothing so it doesn't give me all the answers but it says 319 answer answers so the question was the Tesla versus Mayfield clash at the 2022 Visions RC off-road race. Who is to blame? 40% say Mayfield. 32.5% say Tesman. And 27.5% say 50-50. I'm one of the 50-50 guys. Oh, can you see that? No, is it showing up? Yeah, I can see that. But it's not 50-50. I uh, beg to differ. No, when when someone passes you on the inside and then on the exit you rear-end them, that's not 50-50. That's, that's just by so, being, taking someone out. No, because don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If they hit five meters before, then yeah, it would have 50-50. But they were already on the straight. Mayfield was the head and Tessman just rear-ended them. You don't think Mayfield ran over a little bit too far to, to block him? And then and, and, and you have to go no, for but, it at some point, though. You have to go no, for it. No, but the thing is, if you block someone when they're behind you, especially there when you just naturally let the car go wide, that's fine. Because Tessman was behind. Tessman hid him from behind, um, not from the side. So... At that point, there's no questions about it. Tesman had more drive from the outside because he was there. He was earlier there, so he could go on power earlier, but he was outside. So Mayfield had the line on the inside, and then Tesman just rear-ended him. No, no, but I, I, I get this. I understand why Mayfield's upset. Don't get me wrong. No, no. Like, I would understand Mayfield being upset even if he was wrong, but... Here he was right and he was upset, but okay. I don't think, so I don't think, think he's he, right. He's okay. right, and I don't think he still has the right to yell at him like that. I mean, he shouldn't, but I mean, that's good entertainment, so I'm fine. With it. So let's talk about that. All right. So, everybody, so my thing is, and you heard this, you heard Mayfield say this earlier in the day in his interviews it's money on the line, things are different. He said this. So to yeah. those out there in the comments that keep saying, well, it's always money on the line. Yes, this is true. There is contingency. I beg to, I, I assume that the contingency for this race was not as big. Just because this is a new race, it isn't as prestigious. Like, like you can't expect most likely, Most likely there weren't any contingency. I don't or think there was too. because most, I believe most of these guys plan a race schedule for the year and they a lot of manufacturers say okay you go to this race you go to this for this race we don't send you and uh then they have contingency for for some of the races or all of the races that's in the schedule and this we don't was know. added quite late because right. i doubt mayfield knew about this race when he was making his schedule for 2020 exactly 2022. exactly so I would say contingency was low. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think they still get something, but there's also a payout. So there's a, there's a thing. So I just want people to 
put that in perspective first. So I think people like, so at one point, I think if Mayfield would have won this, he might've won the entire event and that was 6,500 bucks. So imagine you're at work and you, you are competing for $6,500. You are, you get past, like you think you're, you, you know, you're in, you make this pass, you're racing and someone just blurs by you and, and takes that away from you, takes all your chance of winning that. You would be upset at real work too. You would be upset. Like 65, people like, that's not a lot of money. Dude, if I had $6,500 right now, I have my budget for good worlds plus enough money to pay off some debt her. You know what I mean? Um, I would love to have $6,500 right now. So I don't, and then people were saying that they always do always raise from this is different. This is direct money. This is going to be on television. This is two. This is the, they have one more race where they race each other before the worlds. What you bet your boots. Like this is, this is a big deal for these guys. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the money is the big deal, but I think all of the rest of the things you said, it's on TV it's like run for glory. These two have a history together from oh, Silver yes. State. So if it was any other driver on there, that wouldn't have happened. Not not the hit. If if it was Testman versus someone else, or Mayfield versus someone else, uh, Mayfield wouldn't have yelled uh, after the hit. And Testman These guys have a long have history. Long yeah, history. Testman wouldn't have done that to anyone else. So. It- I think that is the reason why, because Mayfield most likely knew that Tesman did that on purpose, and he kept it pinned because because it was Mayfield, not because there was right, a driver. Right, I get what win. you're saying. These guys, these guys haven't liked each other for some time. I would say, yeah, it's been a long oh, time. I remember yeah. Mayfield getting mad at Gord because, like, I always say that the Tesmans operate in that gray area, like it's not. Like they do things like they do everything to win. Like they would be pacing behind Mayfield during his pra- his practice and all this type of stuff to throw him off his game. And they've had tensions at at Reedy races and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. Ty's even said, "I hate being losing to this person or whatever." So there, there's and then obviously after Silver State, there's even more rivalry. Um, so Mayfield's upset. He puts his hands on Ty, which I don't look. I want to people, everybody that is. So everybody that's crying about this, this is, what about, this is bad. And look, man, look, look, this is the risk. Like this is, there's no physical risk in, in, in RC. I think you think it's not just the money. I think the money's a big thing of it. Plus the other things. And then there's just personal history between these guys. And I think Mayfield has been a racer to wear his heart on his sleeve. And he just got fed up with the money on the line and all the other things on it. Like I don't think yeah. I don't think the money I don't think the money is worth nothing. But I don't think that's the sort of thing why May made it. May, Mayfield has done yelled at people before. Yes, he fucking threw his this radio on the ground at the driver's stand. So it's not like now he went went and yelled at someone. You know, no, he's he threatened to throw punch Barufalo. You know, all yeah, this type of stuff. Like he's he's done. He's got mad before, and. Uh, I think people focus on the money too much. Mayfield probably makes what 150k a year. Mm, I wouldn't fucking give. I wouldn't give it. Well, if he wins the worlds, then he definitely would make 150k this year. So I don't. I personally, if I made that much, I wouldn't give a shit if I lost 
whatever it was he lost. He so lost, you just uh, think this is just all right personal, man. Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. I would I would I can see that point too. Um I think Mayfield but definitely high tense motion. Like Mayfield was extra aggressive and like so for everybody yeah, that's saying it's not yeah. a good look a, a good look. There there's actually some lessons to be learned in this right now. And this is I would if I was if I was a, if my son watched this my son's seen way worse than this, by the way. You know, I have two kids yeah. and they watch way worse than this. If you think this is bad, then you don't want your kids watching anything because even football players like soccer, American football, basketball, baseball, you get, you get whole benches cleared in baseball. You know, you get somebody throwing a hundred mile an hour ball at you and hitting you. And then, you know, there's big fights like that because there's some physical danger. Now, should somebody put their hands on somebody? No. So here's the lessons that kids can learn from this. One, there's consequences for actions. Ty Tasman ran up, and in your opinion, I still think it's 50-50, but I can see why Mayfield's angry. Ran Mayfield off the, you know, they got an accident. Mayfield's out of the race. He loses the chance of winning this race, loses money, loses all this stuff. Yes, the consequences, he's angry. Like, that happens in real life. Like, if you do something to somebody, they get angry. You got to deal with it. I don't agree with him touching Ty, but that is like the least little bit of touching you can give somebody. Like he didn't fall out and punch him or knock him out. He just put, pushed him a little bit and Ty kind of, and he, you know, Ty isn't going to fight back. He isn't going to fight back. And, and I'm glad he didn't. But what yeah. we can learn is Ty de-escalated the problem. He didn't, he kind of just sat there with that smile on his face. You know, he <laughs> yeah. didn't say nothing. He didn't say anything. He de-escalated. He let Mayfield, uh, say what he had to say and Mayfield went off and then he said, and then what I had to say was good. I, I, I thought that he stood up for himself. I was happy to see that. He's like, he's done it before. And I done it to him. And, and, and I was just like, we have a beautiful rivalry that has been born. But so I was happy about that, but Oh no, there's more. There's more. So the internet's melting now. He needs to be fired and he needs this. No, 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 no. We want these guys to express their feelings, right? We want these guys to not be this PC robot, vanilla, everything's fine, whitewash everything. RC is this great everybody wins sport. No, it's racing. It's emotional. Like, you know what I mean? It is emotional and people get emotional about this. And this is something that happens. These guys are on a professional level. This is their livelihood. This is their living. This is what they do for a living. You have probably one of the most important world championships coming up in 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 a long time, the pressure is on. The pressure is on. Um, I and if everybody says governing body, what governing body? There's no rules. There's no rules. This is not yeah. a, no governing body. This is nothing. <laughs> so what what yeah. I liked about this even more was I was like I really hope that J Concepts because let's be honest, we know that you know Rona uh, has a big effect or J Concepts is a big part of uh, Ryan Mayfield's social media, all that stuff. So I was like, how are they going to handle this? I hope they don't try to sweep this under the carpet. I hope they embrace it and and go at it. And, dude, when Mayfield dropped that video yesterday and he said, oh, there is a rivalry and it's on. I'll see you at Wicked Weekend while goes around comes around. I nearly shat my pants. <laughs> I was so excited. I think I messaged you and was like, did you see what Mayfield? Because what people don't understand for me, 
this is what, like, all right, Mayfield should have never touched Ty. This is the limits. This is the limits of what I expect. Anything over this, like any type of punching, physical fighting, I am not, I'm not supporting that. But shouting nerd fights like this, yeah, I'm all about this. I'm all about this. Yeah. I'm so happy that they allowed Mayfield to be Mayfield. He said he isn't sorry for what he done. He says, I'll see you later. I'll see you at the next race. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's what our hobby needed to bring excitement. It's, is it good? Is it good for kids to be shouting at people? No, of course not. You shouldn't be shouting at people. You have to learn how to de-escalate things. Ty did a good job of de-escalating this. He didn't get angry. He didn't provoke. He just smiled, which probably would have been enough at any case for, for someone. Yeah, but let's let's be honest. You shouldn't teach your kid how to behave no. by watching an RC race. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's no. not that's not Mayfield's job. Mayfield's job is to drive fast with an RC car. I heard that the that it continued in the pits afterwards too, and Gord got it. Yeah, that, that's a, that's one thing I, I thought about just then when, when we were talking about this. How did it continue? Because there's no way Mayfield didn't go down the pitch and was like, Ty is such a fucking idiot or whatever. And I wish they would have followed him. I would have yeah, followed like, him. Yeah, I, I would like to see if there was a camera guy following them because that that would have been even more juicy probably. Right. Um. Now, look, I, look, RC isn't this clean cut. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins sport. It's not. It's just like, or hobby it's 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 got its pro guys it's got this let these guys don't like we want these guys to show their express their emotions but then we want to run them through or crucify them when they do and yeah you know yeah mayfield made a mistake putting his hands on ty but look and and i rick howard said something he said something oh what it's not the money it's the passion icc manners do this my answer to rick howard was I still think I, I'm a, I'm a little different. I still think the money has involved was played a role in this. But the difference with the C manor is the C manor is a byproduct of the business model that the industry has adopted. That everybody can be a, the illusion that everybody can be a pro and everybody can get sponsored. And that C manor wants to get to the B man so it can get a better sponsorship no, deal. I yes to a point, but that is a problem of the American dream. In the big, big picture. In, in RC, because like, you don't see this much yeah. in Europe. I will agree with that. Yeah. You don't see this like, much I, I've seen, I've seen at least two videos from America where a guy walks to another guy on driver's side and just fucking knocks them out. Yes, I've <laughs> like, seen that. That's like, not good. I've, I've never heard that happen in anywhere in Europe. Well, because you guys but, also have an organizing... Like, I was talking to yeah. somebody at the BRCA. They said, yeah. as soon as Mayfield put his hands on Tasman, he would have been banned from all races. So there's no governing, but I don't want now that look, I am not calling for Mayfield to be banned. I I don't think we should put hands on people, but oh no, like yeah, he definitely should should allow Yeah, he definitely should get a reprimand or of some kind. Yes, there should be some reprimands for it. There should be something. I think his name getting I think people talking about him on social media is reprimanding. But there's no rules, there's no governing federation. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like that. if there what? was a governing federation, he should get a reprimand, but there isn't. So, but I'm glad they embraced it. I'm glad they embraced it. Yeah. We have a rivalry, but there's something else that 
I noticed that maybe we have to touch one real quick before we, we wrap up her that maybe others haven't noticed. I'm not saying that money races should be the norm. I'm not saying that we should have confrontations with drivers like this all the time. I'm not saying we should be creating drama and that we, we need fights. I'm saying that we should let these guys be themselves, let them express themselves. It will make the industry so much better if they can. And don't crucify them when they do. Yes, Mayfield made a mistake touching him. But at least he he doesn't say he's sorry, and he he's upset. And we have a great storyline going in, and I'm glad we embraced it. And Wicked Weekend is going to be even more exciting because of this. Yeah, that's definitely the sort of takeaway, in my opinion, also. Like, yeah, he, like, now this is a big deal, but when Wicked Weekend comes... People will forget about sort of the nitpicking about this, but they will remember the rivalry. They will remember exactly that, uh, these guys. These guys are um, battling each other and all that. And uh, yeah, oh, like um, I kind of forgot my point. But overall, like uh, I think uh, what this was was positive for RC, even though probably doesn't look that way but overall i think like yeah rivalries, i think it was uh controversy and and this is good good for us yeah it stopped whitewashing and sweeping things under the carpet and embracing it embracing yeah. it. uh also something i know we wanted to wrap this up but we do have a few more things to talk about max jc versus hot race i think that's starting to brew a rivalry there hot race is dominating in europe i mean nicola just had five people in the top five at the euros if yeah. you look at this podium, there's not a JC guy on the podium. When was the last time you seen an American podium? And they have five guys. It wasn't three, it was five. And you haven't seen a JC guy on there. Hot Race is making waves in America right now. Uh, I think that, yeah, like if I was yeah. J Concepts, I'd be a little bit worried about Hot Race right now. Yeah. But the, the only the only sort of saving grace for JC is that every single race time event is like, <laughs> that's the race where you always need to run JC and yes. race time has the most events. So that is sort of, they don't really need to do anything and they'll be there because everyone will have to run their tires because that's the only tire that works at, at most race time events. So I think that's think there's some. Do you think there's some, do you think there's some, uh, some smoke there? Do you think there's some, some inner rivalry coming there? Do you think JC has to be a little bit worried about hot race right now? On the West Coast, leading into the worlds. Worlds, hundred percent. I think coming into the worlds, like hot race, has such a big like. It's probably going to be seismic versus hot race at the worlds. I don't think even American brand has a shot at it. It's wow. funny because uh, not not that not that in Mayfield's not going to have a shot at winning, but sort of not even AKAs. You don't think AKAs going to be good? <sighs> okay, yeah, AK is going to be good because yeah, AK will be good, but like Proline. And um, JC, they will definitely struggle as a tire brand. Like, I'm not saying Law Mayfield's counting out because of JC. No, that's never going to happen. But it won't be a situation where a random person will walk up and be like, oh, I want a JC tire. Like, they would at PNB. You know, they would be, oh, I want a hot race. Oh, you don't have a hot race. Maybe Seismic. And then after that, maybe go to AKA and then go to JC. But like, um, 
going into the world, like the European prior brands have quite a big of an advantage, I think. Not because of, it's a European track, but because of how the European tire bands have developed in the past two years. If you go into DMC, I, I'd say Hot Race and JC were pretty much matched. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you there. I would yeah. agree with you there. All right, Max, you know what? We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to wrap up this. I want to talk about some things that I would like to see improved for next year, and um, then that's gonna then we'll wrap it up, all right? Yeah, man. GP loves Great Britain. So much so, on August the 5th, 2022, we're coming home for some British hijinks and all-out nitro buggy racing action. Yeah, I just bought my ticket for RCGP UK. Uh, I'll be headed there. I hope we got some more RC2 drivers coming out there. I'm looking forward to going to my first. Uh, this is my first eight scale type of race in the UK. So I'm super excited about that. Thank you for RCGP for all their support. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Lugs Racing Tires. They have over 55 years of combined RC experience. Lugs have been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for performance. They have their Lugs Eco Online, which is developed with racing budgets in mind. High quality, but lower cost means savings that can be passed on to you, the racer. Also, their premium line, the Lugs Racing Tires, is built for uh, provide pure performance using their custom molds, proprietary rubber compound. Tires are available in medium soft, super soft, mega soft, and long wear. You can get them at www.lugsracing.com. You can save up to 25% of your order by using the promo code in all caps, NNRC LUGS. All right, Max. So I, I, I really enjoyed this event. I thought my, you know, even you and I agreed, like most of the, our, 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 we thought it was positive. It's a great step for RC. Super pumped to see this. And we know that it's going to get better next year so i in this section i just want to wrap it up real quick and some of the things that i would like to see if i was in a debriefing with these guys that i would like to see next year uh and who i would bring in to help do this so i don't know if you read my notes so basically uh one of my biggest things was i wanted spectators hurt so i in my brain, I was thinking Manufacturers Cup 2008. If anybody's seen that, it's 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 got spectators. It's great. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, we myself and Ryan McCreary, who's also the guy from Top 25, we did a whole podcast and we talked about that because he was a part of that. It was a great event. Uh, we haven't seen anything like that since then. So at this event, uh, I know that Live RC was promising to, to be a lot of spectators, but I also understand that the People that are attending this event are also people that bring their side-by-sides or their motocross bikes or whatever. They're full-scale vehicles to enjoy this. So during the day, they are doing that as well as um, also whatever night activities because a lot of drinking and stuff. Like It's a big party from what I was told. So I think at RC races, we're so used to the RC race being the main attraction for everybody. So what I think has to happen here and what, what I got from this was 
It just needs this needs to grab needs to be promoted and grab the attention of the people within the event. So it needs a little bit more showmanship. Um, I think having more entries with that would help with that. When I mean showmanship, I'll explain. It's not, and I don't want Brandon Road, I don't want anybody to get upset at what I'm saying. This isn't criticism, it's just what I like to see. And I know you need people to do this. <clears throat> um, it definitely needs more. Why it needs more interest? Because then it looks bigger. People will see a bunch of people over there. People are attracted to that. And then they go, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, what's going on over here? We got to go. And then you have much more RC races around them milling around. They're getting the word out and all that type of stuff. When I mean by showmanship, like it has to be a spec, a spec, uh, a spectacular, like a, a spectacular, like a festival. And I, I thought, because they also, because this was like a, a lot of collaboration between different people. Yeah, Jimmy Babcock, Scotty Ernst, you know, Joey, Live RC, um, Jacob Peterson from Race Time came in and they brought some other guys in as well from other parts. I would bring in Dave Lycom because I think that Dave's Lycom attention to those details such as like a Jumbotron and the pyrotechnics and all that type of stuff is something that's needed at this race to get spectators in. I also think that um, Dave would make a great MC for the spectators because he's, you know, if you look at his, let's take his rocket car jump that he does at PNB. It's great. He does a good job of that. It's attractive. That might be an idea to get people attracted to this race. I thought that um, if it's possible, plan a night race. You know what I mean? Because that's when people aren't out in the trails. That's when they're kind of relaxed, they're enjoying. So you need to plan a race format. I think like Rush would have been great. Like do it professional, like basically do what we do with, with Rush, but for spectators. So get an hour, see if you can get an hour slot where you get these spectators there, promote within the within the event to get people there um, so they can watch this. It would, and the reason I say even time because everybody's kind of whining on or just getting started. Uh, cater that to people, you know what I mean? So, like, have these drivers dressed up professionally, all this type of stuff, introduce them, drop our drivers, you know, if you know, just make it a, a, a show for the people there. Uh, I think Dave is really good with that and um, and whatnot. I don't know what. Look, I'm just saying what I would like to see. I don't know what they can and cannot do. It's probably a lot of things they can and cannot do. And it's probably a lot of things they need people to do. That. Social media. I thought they did a good job on social media, but I will bring in Hannah from Hardison from JC because I think she does a really good job on social media. And this type of stuff needs to be hitting like there's shorts and there's there's reels and there's TikToks and all that type of stuff. I'm um for me as a content creator, I'm realizing how important those little short 60 to 90 second shorts are. You know what I mean? I mean, look at this, the short from, from the incident, how much views it's got. She's really, really good at that. She really good. And she can take pictures so she can be out there taking pictures with Jacob. Uh, so that's who I would bring in. The professionals need to look better teams. So if I was to, I don't want to include RCGP in this, but if I was to take one thing from RCGP, it would be that professional side that RCGP brings I always wondered why, you know, you had the pro guy separated. So what I would like to see, if possible, is the teams that send drivers up there, We need they need to have these pro guys, like the two guys or the one guy, have the team tents, that type of stuff. Have these guys have uniforms on. Have that, 
maybe I don't know because I saw like where other superstars of other full scale events were doing autograph sessions. We're catering. We're not catering to RC people. We're catering to people that don't know anything about RC. So my thing is we make it look big and people will take it big. So if you go to a regular RC race, you don't know who these professionals are. Make these guys wear a bit of a uniform, may have some organization posters with, I don't know. I saw Spencer Rifkin had like a little card or something. It looked like, yeah. I don't know if he yeah, was I think, signing I think, that. I think everyone had one of those they made. Whatever. Okay. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not That's sure. That's great. That's great. But maybe, you know, just make it a little bigger, but it's got up, you know, we have these professional drivers. Let's put it on these manufacturers. Like wear a uniform. Like, like, you like, believe it or not, JQ Racing actually had a uniform. You had to wear black pants with your shirt and black shoes. You know what I mean? It was black or whatever. So I just think little things like that and these, and these like have autograph signings, have these, so we, we want to get kids. We want to get people involved. These are people that have disposable income. So we have to figure out a way to get these the people that are inside of this event watching this event. Now I can't tell if there were a lot of people watching this event, but from the outside looking in from the viewer point of view, it didn't look like it. And that's what I want to see. The spectators brings a whole nother, atmosphere to this as well and that's like immediate immediate exposure like there's people leave that event thinking wow i want to get into this uh so i these are just my little things that i think need to be worked on and probably bring in team members to make that happen uh because it takes people to make that happen and putting people in their proper skill set to make things happen. That's one thing I've learned from RCGP. Everybody, everybody works as a team together. And these guys will do the same thing once they get going. And I am super excited for the following year if this happens and how big this can be and how great this can be for our hobby, our industry. I saw like, uh, I, I read Jared Tebow's race report, how he took his family there and they enjoyed it. So, you know, I saw know a guy that didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? But it's it's all about perspective. Um, I think if I know it was it's kind of expensive to get there, it's hard to get there. That a lot of the factors played into the low entry count this week. This week, but as we see, it doesn't have to be a big entry race to be good. It was still a good race. It was still a great exhibition for our industry. And my hats go off to Brandon Rody and all those guys because they got it done. And I hope that they they take the positives and the negatives of this because you know it was low it was low interest, but that's nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. It, you know all this type of stuff. They didn't get the spectators probably that they wanted as much as they wanted. So I hope that they take these. You know I hope they're putting their thinking caps on. They have a whole year to plan how yeah, to do this, exactly. and I have to give my. I think this is a great step for RC because we're going to get our program of introduction of what we do to people. You know what I mean? More than anything, uh, RCGP is geeking out like us geeking out on RC driven, you know, we're all deep into it, that type of stuff. This is a great way to introduce the average person to RC with the commentating, with the coverage being at this event, uh, I hope next year we get the spectators and we get to put on more of a show. And I hope this leads to manufacturers, more manufacturers supporting this 
uh, sending their equipment there and making this. Because just imagine, like, if this was looked like DNC with all not not as big as DNC, but with all the manufacturers' tents set up, and you can tell who was a pro and who wasn't, and and all this type of stuff. And you come and you see, wow, like this is this is I didn't know this even happened because that's what the average person that sees this track. That sees this on the internet, that sees this on Mav TV, are gonna think I didn't even know this happened. So that's my final conclusion on it. I know that was long, but that's kind of how yeah. I feel about it. I have nothing but positive things to say about this. I think it was a great step forward. It's good. Look, I'm not about I I'm about progressing RC by any means necessary. I don't care who does it, so long as it's being done. You know what I mean? So um kudos to those guys they got it done they got it at a, a big event they got it they done good coverage they got it on tv they're gonna get it on tv so congratulations to brandon Rody, live rc everybody involved i thoroughly enjoyed the event thank you yeah that was a pretty good spiel uh i don't even think i have anything to say here you did pretty good yeah, I don't want people to think that I'm I'm being critical of anything. I'm 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 thinking that this this is my brain thinking how I yeah how I would like to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that, that's that's exactly sort of how it should be. It, it, now it shouldn't be like now we're like okay, we had that big money race and now we can stop and RC is great. Fuck no. Now no, the, we the world better. doesn't work that way. Now we focus on next year or well they focus on next year and and yeah we you have these ideas i 100 percent agree with everything you said dave is great at what he does and he's inside rc why not utilize him for this event why why wouldn't he want to be there to yeah. support joey joey well, made the track yeah joey can make the track and have the dirt crew and all that why not the whole industry mm -hmm. next year tlr make it there make sure you're there uh, mm -hmm. All the other guys who now said, "Okay, we want to do Enats." Okay, I can, I can almost accept that. Well, I can accept that. Um, but next year, be sure to save that date. Be sure to be there, and um, everyone, like, like have the team shirts. Like you said, everything you said is spot on. That's what needs to happen next. To make it look more professional, make it look more better organized. Have everyone be there. Make it the biggest event next year in America for RC. Yeah, I love and it. Not in, I, and not in terms of entries, but in terms of how it looks. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's next, and um, I'm just happy. This was a positive step, and even the and even the thing like people don't realize the the embracing of the drama was a like was a positive step because mm -hmm. we've been so used yeah. to this this. This sweeping it under the carpet, whitewashed media that we've had for the last 10, 10 years of RC. So uh, I look forward to this. I hope I can make it to this event next year. That's, that's how I feel. And um, congratulations to those guys. Congratulations to Wiggins, man. Wiggins yeah. fucking went home with $6,500. Congratulations think, to I, Techno. Yeah. Um, I think the, people are sort of sleeping, like because of this Mayfield Testman drama. I right. think people are sleeping on the fact that Wiggins just fucking straight up beat Ogden, Mayfield, Tessman, Lutz, all of these guys, straight up beat. No yep. ifs, ands, or buts. Straight up beat. Yes. And um, yeah, great weekend. Great. It's been it's been a great couple of months of RC, man. Fucking, I'm so 
I'm so like every weekend I think I'm gonna have a chill. And then Matt messages me like Saturday morning. Oh, so are you coming on the show today? I was like, well, I weren't sure if you wanted me on. So I'm, I'll be there. Um, yeah. And man, it's just good to see. And I am super excited for the fucking worlds. That's all I know. Like every little mm-hmm. RC midichlorian that I have, midichlorian is a Jedi term, by the way, uh, is, is just going berserk. Like, I'm so excited. I need to be at the Worlds. I need to figure out a way to get there. But uh, once again, congratulations to Live RC uh, and everybody involved. I, I'm i I'm very happy at what happened this weekend. Very happy. Very happy. Very happy. Super. It's awesome. It's a very good step forward. We need to build on it. We need to build on it. Now the hard work starts. So let's get cracking. Max, thank you for your time. Thank you for answering the questions. Uh, we will be doing our big 200th show this Thursday at 4 p.m. EST. We're going to be giving away a lot of TZO tires, so everybody pay attention. I don't know if Max is going to be involved. He might still be on holiday. I don't, he might just have an avatar, yeah. but he might be involved. Yeah, I'll step in for a bit. Uh, probably no video because it's going to be yeah. bad lighting. Yeah. But yeah, but we're going to have fun. Step in. We're going to have fun. We're going to give away a lot of tires. We're going to um, answer a lot of questions, and we're going to celebrate 200 episodes of the No Name RC podcast. And uh, we want everybody to be there because we couldn't have done this without you guys. So with that said, um, we're going to let everybody go. Enjoy your Monday. We recorded this on Monday. This is probably going to be released Tuesday by the time I'm looking at it. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for the continued support. We can't do it without you guys. We greatly appreciate it. Shout out to all the hashtag NNRC squad around the world. We greatly appreciate your support. Continue to hit that like button, that sub button. We're leaving reviews, bad or good, comments, all that. We need to get the algorithm. We need, we, NNRC needs to start going viral again. Also, if you haven't done it, please go hit us up on the new Instagram because I had to make a new Instagram. Uh, yeah, we need to get that back, get cracking again as well. So please, if you could go follow the new Instagram, it's in the written description. Thank you. Thank you to all the patrons of the podcast. I can't do it without you guys. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Also, thank you to these awesome companies. Remember, showing the sponsors of love, shows the podcast some love. Invisible Speed, TZO 200 Tires, High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Sampadal USA, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC, the DRA Shop, JTP RC. Thank you, Max, for your time. Go get some sleep. I greatly appreciate it. You all have a great weekend. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. And once again, congratulations to Brenda Red, Live RC, and everybody involved. Division Race was great. We enjoyed it. Thank you. RC is awesome. It's for everybody. Max, we can't see you salute, but have a good one. I'm doing it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Talk to you guys later. Yeah.